What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg. Hey, we ain't got no photo here. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. It's a little bit, I don't know why I'm sweating right now. It's a little bit chocolatey. The milk dud, all right, is sweating in here. Not sweating, I'm just glistening. Uh, anyway, shout out to the coach gang, guys. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday. Anyway, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about transactional and poly relationships are no longer the future. They are the now for the normies. I know a lot of people will talk about, well, we're going to talk about this when we get to Adam Levine, but uh, a lot of the normies are picking up on this culture. And we're going to talk about it because um, when I talk about these things, we talk about it in relation to men. But we're going to talk about why it's actually becoming more prevalent in our society today. And it's not going to be always to your benefit. Uh, but there is going to be, unless you're a chosen few, which could be to your benefit. But uh, we got some special things to talk about related to that. We also got some great topics today. We're going to roll the topics across the screen just in case you get in here before the timestamps get in here. This is what we're talking about. We got a straggle and sniggle theater. Uh, the economy is kicking women's ass, as predicted in the book, De-Evolution. We're going to review that. And uh, what's happening? More and more, more and more women are deciding to join the dark side. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're going to use video evidence. I use evidence. We use articles. We use educational articles. We use entertainment and gossip articles as well. Uh, but um, but we're going to talk about that as well. All right. We're also going to have uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He's going to reveal his reaction to the Emmy Udoka situation. And we'll give you a little bit of an update on the Emmy Udoka situation as it develops um, and uh, all of that stuff. Shaquille O'Neal coming in, chiming in, talking about what he experienced in his life, similar to what Emmy Udoka uh, experienced himself. We're going to talk about Babyface. Ready or not. Somebody says Malika Andrews. I don't care about Malika Andrews, really. I mean, I could talk about her I can talk about her. It's such a short clip, uh, but uh, ESPN, um, ESPN and them hiring. I, I was watching, what was it? The NBA preview show yesterday. And um, every single person, except for Richard Jefferson, who was a former NBA player, every single person on that show was a woman. Mm. All right. Listen, there were, he was surrounded by three women on the panel and one woman, which I believe was Malika Andrews running the show. Forget, forget, mm. forget ESPN, man. Listen, I ain't got no time for that. I'm like, dude, what am I watching? The hell am I watching? But we're going to talk about uh, Babyface. Ready or not is yours. I'll give you everything and all that you're looking for. All right, so uh, all that I got. In this situation, we're talking about Babyface. Finally throws in the towel on the community. And he heads over and gets him a German flatback. At the age of 62, age of 62, he didn't let these sisters alone. He was like, sister, you not on my, on my mind. <laughs> Where are we at? All right. Shout out to baby face. All right. We got also, we're going to give you an update on uh, Adam Levine's situation. Since I only talk about brothers, I'd never go in on the white folk. We're going to give you my third update on Adam Levine, a white folk. And uh, he's going to, we're going to talk about uh, his wife's response to these skeezers out here trying to expose and extort the family. We're going to talk about this, and it's going to lead into my subject matter of transactional and poly relationships. It is the future, and the future is now. 
All right, we also going to talk about that. So anyway, we got a great show today. Buckle up. I want you guys to start tightening your belt and pinch your pennies, all right, when it comes to how frivolous you are with your disposable and your discretionary income uh, because I'm thinking this winter is going to get new, really new, weird. New, new, new world order. This winter is going to be really weird. <laughs> it's going to get weird on you. And uh, I know you guys are like, nah, what else can go wrong? How bad can it be? This winter, after the November elections, is going to get weird. Just to let you know. New, 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 new world order. Buckle up your seatbelt. You see what's happening over in Italy. All right, Italy's going a little bit left. I'm sorry, they're going a little bit right. Sweden's recorrecting and course correcting, going white right. Finland, all right, feeling all their, their prime minister going crazy and twerking and cheating on her husband. All right, so we don't know what's going on there. China getting a little bit itchy. China getting a little bit itchy in the building. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, China, uh, what do they call it? China trying to get busy in a minute. Uh, Russia's going nuclear. <laughs> They're out of desperation. They grabbing dudes off the street. They grabbing young dudes off the street. Sit your ass down. <laughs> you going to war. Did you see that video? Them young boys was like, hey, them young Gen Z boys was like, oh, hold up for a second. They got the skedaddling. They, they got the... They got to buy an airline tickets. They was like, we out of here. They jammed up the airport in Russia. Boys trying to leave. They got the skit. They got the skedaddling. We were going to talk about that last week until they shut my show down. Putin is not going to lose. And I remember when we were talking about this. All right. He seems like the type of guy. And I can relate. He's like, oh, I'm not going to win. Oh, okay. Well, nobody wins. <laughs> you either let me win or nobody's going to win. He ain't trying to lose. All right. That's what he ain't trying to do. He's like, okay, nobody wins. He's one of them. He's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like women. Okay. If you can't, if I can't have them, nobody will. All right. So it's getting a little crazy here. I'm going to predict somewhere around November uh, after the midterm elections. Uh, so it's getting, it's getting, we better get ready. And people don't know what Coach Adamas is. Uh, Coach Adamas comes from all of my predictions. All right, I've, I've been predicting things, and I'm like, oh, this is around the corner, and it will come true. It would inevitably come true, even if it if even if it doesn't. You don't agree socio politically. All right, I will always come on the show and say, there it is again. All right, I am the watcher. My name is Gregory, and by definition, Gregory is the watcher. He watches over things. Right, I'm also a Libra, so my scales are always balanced. I'm always looking at everything from a center position. All right, I'm never really on this side or this side. I'm just looking at it from. Mm. This is this is interesting. So you combine those two things and you have Coach Dodamas. All right. I haven't missed. And so a lot of people will say, man, you know, you're wrong on this one. And inevitably, it's going to be true. It comes true. Now, I'm not predicting. <laughs> he says, I can't with this astrology ish. Hey, it ain't astrology. I am. I am made. I have been brought to this earth. To give you this. And by the way, I'm the author of the De-Evolution, which we're going to talk about today. De-Evolution, if you get this book, go pick this book up. This book was written prior to 2020, okay? If you look at this book in the lens that I wrote it in, which people aren't going to do, they're going to pick this book up, and everything in that book, you're going to say, well, he predicted nothing. That's everything that's here, all right? That's everything that I've seen so far. But you got to remember, I started writing it before. Everything turned weird. 
Okay, I started writing it before. Everything started turning weird somewhere around 2020 going into mid-2020, right? You started seeing the weirdness. Well, this book was written in 2019, late 2018 into 2019. As I was scribing that book, I was going, "This something's got to give. And that's the basic the definition of the book. I was like, something's got to give. There's no way we can continue down this path and continue with some of these agendas and BS that we have, right? We can't continue to break the family up. Can't continue to have primarily, primarily women in the workplace outside the home. Can't continue to believe that these women are being successful economically outside of marriage because they're not. All right. And then we basically back that up with evidence like the student loan debt is crushing them. I was like, something's got to get there. Uh, their consumer debt is crushing them. And that's going to lead into the destruction of the family if we continue down this path or a reset more of a reset, the society is going to collapse, which we're we're seeing it now, okay? It's not collapsing, it's contracting, and we're going back to normal. You're going to see this in the first straggle and sniggle theater. We're seeing in more or less people getting used to women selling themselves and exposing themselves or objectifying themselves, which is a reversal, as you can see, which is a reversal of what they were pushing the last 70 years. It was like, you can make your own money, you can have your own job and have your own career and happiness and have it all. And as you can see, the subtitle, Feminism's Reverse Engineering of American Women, now you're seeing them going back to what? Selling themselves, in essence, objectifying themselves. This is basically a reversal of fortunes because that's not what they pushed, but now they reverse engineer them. Now, I said in the, the book title, The Evolution, they're de-evolving into basically what, what we were, right? Sticks and stones age. That's what we're doing. Anyway. Wow, what a kickoff. All right, to, to, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App, Venmo, Coach, Adam, Coach Greg Adams TV on there, and uh, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. The link is pinned to the top of the live chat. Also, the Notorious CGA channel, you can super chat over there. Do me a favor, hit the like button. Hit the like button for the stream because it gets more people into this stream. It gets it out into the algorithm, so be patient. Hit the like button in the video on the video. Now we want to share since it's a Tuesday, we want to share the Tuesday night Titans. It's almost Tuesday night Titans time, and it's almost time to get you a gordita for the night. What's the question? What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? Two sixty. I'm not gonna lie. No, not your your body count. What do you mean? How many? Oh no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh. No, I cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the ten fingers, okay? Okay. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Get you one. Hey man, everybody's having fun out here. Uh the days are of, of um the day of, the days of waiting to give yourself to your partner are gone. Uh, this is when I have this conversation about monogamy, and we're going to have it today. We had a good one yesterday. Uh, those days are gone where you can say, I'm only bringing one or two other people that I've been with intimately into our relationship. I'm bringing 10, 20, 30, potentially even greater than that, more than the 10 fingers. And if you're a guy that's waiting out and holding out and you're wanting to be monogamous, we're just going to talk about it from the men's perspective. You're wanting to be monogamous. Here they come in. And they're going to say, I want to be monogamous with you. However, I'm exhausted by the jerks. And that's you. And I have no time for them anymore. 
So we really start looking for men who will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys. And, and that's you. And what are you getting from that? Now, let's just say you've been a guy in these streets. In these streets? You've been promiscuous. You, you combine the amount of people that people are bringing into their relationships. You're talking about 30, 40, 50, in excess of 60, 90, 100 different men in your relationship. And I don't know where you grew up, but that's not monogamy. That ain't monogamy. That is poly for sure. That is multiple mates. That is not monogamy. Anybody who frames that as you're, they were in the monogamous relationship, but they are of those ilk, they're delusional. And this is one thing that I've always tried to push forward in this message to get people to understand what they're doing. Monogamy is pretty much looking for lifelong partners in which you can create and you're bringing in your only experiences are with maybe one or a few, maybe less than that. That would be monogamy, lifelong sexual exclusivity. What we get is temporary sexual ex exclusivity, temporary. What you're getting most of the time is overlapped, overlap. And so many times there's poly in um, beginning relationships. You're beginning relationships. You're part of a poly relationship. Okay. Men and women. Uh, somewhere towards the end of the relationship, there's some going to be overlap. You're part of a poly relationship. It's not even debatable. If there's an affair in the middle of the relationship, you're part of a poly relationship. How else you would you explain it? How else could you explain that? Well, it was just cheating and he pushed me into his arms and she wasn't giving me no sex. So I went and dipped and dive. I went and paid for it. That's called poly. That is not mono monogamy, period. And if you've engaged in a multiple uh, uh, sexual relationships in which you've had multiple women in the same day, in the same week, that would be called poly. And that's where most people are. Most people are there. There's going to be a small percentage of people that can say, yes, I've been monogamous, meaning I've had my partner. It's just been me and them the entire time and for a great amount of time. And we got off uh, before we got together before there was anyone else in the picture. How many people can say that? <laughs> he says, how many people can literally say that? Not that many. So we're practicing temporary sexual exclusivity. And that's what we're doing. At some particular point, we will be polying in the middle of that or at the beginning or the end of that relationship. We're going to get into that. There's some virgins in here. Like a virgin. Hey, now most guys are virgins, as we know, if you're under the age of 30. Okay, we already have a third of men under the age of 30 that are virgins. Shout out to them. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Okay, of course, people are going to use that against you and sell virgin. Okay, where are the lady virgins at? Okay, but so that means it not if I think it's only a fifth of females under age 30 are virgins. All right, so it's a very big statistical difference. When you count the amount of people in America, only a fifth compared to a third of men. But that being said, if you are a male virgin and you're waiting for your princess, by the time you get her, she will be ran through more times than a Holland Tunnel. <laughs> She's going to be ran through. All right, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Let's stop messing around. But this is the three-hour variety, so buckle up. Buckle up your seatbelt. 
and we're ready to go. Shout out to the Super Chats over on the Notorious CGA channel. Domain Stickum says, give us that gas station gordita from yesterday. The gas station gordita. Damn, I forgot already. Somebody's in here. Somebody comes in here and trolls and says the same thing every time. So <laughs> what the hell? Every time I look up, it's the same statement. Uh, what are these bots? <laughs> are these bots? What is that? All right, where are we at here? Uh, what gas station, Gordito? The ones jumping on top of the uh, the the ones that uh, jump through the earth. Which one? Shout out to uh, Raul in the building. He says, finally pulling the trigger on moving to Houston early next year. He says, what are some tips for moving that far, Coach? Also, shout out to Sizzle. Well, I don't know. Are you moving from California? Hey, man, moves are expensive. This is why people can't move. This is why people can't move because, because they're expensive. All right. Um, it costs a lot of money to move. Um, when you don't have the money, you shortcut, right? Do the U-Haul thing and pack it up and pack it up yourself. Boxing. It's going to take a couple of months for you to recover from the move financially. So be prepared when you move to really invest in the move, right? Because when you get there, you got to get things. If you didn't have them, uh, you got to replace items. If they didn't make it in the move, it's going to be quite expensive. So have some credit or have some cash on hand to be able to make the move efficient. That's all I can say. But it is tax deductible, but it's make sure you you still have to have the cash up front. You still have to have the money up front. This is what prevents people from moving. They don't have enough money. Uh, somebody says go to Dallas instead of Houston. So check that out. He says, don't broke move. Yeah, moving, man, I, as an older gentleman, I can't broke move anymore, meaning I can't break down furniture and pack all my stuff and move it and U-Haul it and drive the truck. I can't do that anymore. Plus, I have too much, too many cars and all that stuff. So my move was very complicated, but I had to pay it. I, I tell my members live chat or the at least the guys on the money mindset on Patreon how much that move cost me, how much the move cost just from move from California to here. Cost me a lot of money. All right. Age of Machines says Italy is going right at the same time that the Vatican is pulling all of its money out of the bank, out of the banks by September 30th. New, 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 new world. It's getting order. wild out there. It's getting wild out there. You guys better get ready, man. I know, man. Put your tinfoil hat on your head. Put your tinfoil hat on your head. It is going to get, it's getting weird out here. Uh, a lot of you young people don't really see what's going on. Now, I know every generation, all the old people be like, we're in the last days. right? And the young people are like, come on, man, let me live my life. Let me live my life. Can I live? But you got to admit, you got to admit, if you're over 30, you got to admit something's up. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. You got to figure, man, this is, this is getting weird. And if you just a basic normie ham and egger, you got to at least be going, we're in, things are getting weird right now. Now, if you're way past the ham and egger stage and you're awake and aware, you like, oh, shit. <laughs> you're like, yo, yo, it's on. Campster email says, remember on Fresh and Fit, when all the strong and independent women ran to the balcony and hid under the table when the barbarian was at the gate. Yep. So they were talking all that ish. They were talking all that ish. And then when um my homeboy, he, he, he did this painting when the homeboy came in with the blick. They got the scrambling. 
All right. Yeah, man. Domain Stickum says the big girl grinding on the skinny. Oh, that girl. Oh, God. I don't know if I can stand that this morning. <laughs> right. I can stand that. But I'll pull her up. Maybe the night. Maybe the night. Yes, indeed. Wow. What a weird time. All right. Let me get all to the other ones, man. And then we'll get to the show. All right. Cancer email says I live in Vegas. My neighbor had to drop the selling price of his house from seven. I'm sorry, from six seventy five to six hundred thousand. People are going to lose it all soon. Yep, the housing market is done. I think people know. Um, I haven't done an update on the housing market, but uh, it's no longer a seller's market. Um, it's barely even a buy buyer's market right now. The prices are stagnating. People have to drop the prices of their home. There's no more. There's no more. You can just put your house up for whatever and get multiple offers. This is as a result of the interest rates increasing, and people aren't uh, borrowing money at that rate anymore. But this is intentional by the fed everybody knows this i'm not a great economist but this is intentional they wanted to slow the housing market down anybody that didn't realize this is coming you're a moron okay this but it is what it is everybody said it it's pretty predictable the interest rates are just increasing too high to where three years ago it was very cheap to borrow money you were almost borrowing free money especially when trump was in office the fed the interest rates were very very low now they're increasing high, which are they're still low historically, but they're higher than they were in the last three years. People aren't borrowing money like that. People aren't making offers on homes, which means if you bought a house in the last year or two, um, you're staying in that house. You ain't selling it. And you could stay in that house for another 10 to 15 years, depending on how bad the economy gets. The last housing market crash. It took at least a decade before people could even consider selling that house. <laughs> I mean, like, but that was the extreme. That was the extreme. It took a decade. People had to eat that. If they bought a house during the peak of the market and they thought about moving, you ain't selling. You ain't selling. You ain't selling tomorrow. You're not selling next year. But I'm not an economist, but this is just basic economy. You ain't selling shit. <laughs> you ain't about to sell nothing. You're, you're stuck there. You're stuck there. And that's just the reality of the economics. But with that being said, that affects a whole bunch of other things because people can't take jobs. Now, people are going to lay off of uh, the the um, the Fed has warned that now there's going to be layoffs as a result of this. Um, these, these increasing them battling inflation, there's going to be layoffs. And I would assume past winter, there's going to be companies starting to lay off people. So now you not only have people that are stuck in their housing and can't move, they can't even get new jobs in their area because there's going to be layoffs. But this is going to, guys, this is normal economics. I've been around long enough. I can't predict how bad it's going to be, but I've seen these things twice in my life. I've seen this type of recession twice in my life, and we're in it. We're in the midst of it. Not only that, we have the same administration for the next two years. It's going to get weird, okay? And uh, guys, man, damn, I got to get into the show, but let me do cash app and I'll come back to the rest. Loud Pocket says, not a nasty boy, but I ordered the sweatshirt. Shout out to you. Thank you for the support. All right. Thank you, man. The dictator says prime or decline. The ladies from Soul Plane. I don't even know. I've never seen the movie, but um, I don't even know who's in that movie. Brian Horsley says, appreciate you, coach. Indeed. The Real Fit Style says, morning, coach. I still can't super chat you. Maybe I don't know what's going on over there, man. I don't know what YouTube does, to be honest with you. I don't even know what's going on. 
let's get in a straggling sniggle. Okay, let's get in a straggling sniggle. And this kind of, we can piggyback the topic that I was just talking about um, related to this. By the way, I predicted that this was going to happen. Um, and everybody calls me doom and gloom. Okay, everybody that's been watching me for a long time, I was like, barbarian is at the gate. The barbarian is going to be at the gate. And when the barbarian's there, there is no negotiation. Continue. All right, straggling sniggle theater. All right, this is going to be a good one here. Uh, we're going to go to our homeboy gym statuses, second Instagram page. And I caught this this morning, so I appreciate you, man. I like your Instagram page. It's called wacky.leftists on Instagram. And let me see if I can share. Let me see if I can share it. Hold on for a second. But this is what I've been talking about recently. This is why, you know, the economics, the economy, the, the crash of, uh, let me see here, the crash of feminism. Feminism has crashed, all right? I've been calling for the crash of feminism a long time ago. And I said, when the economy changes, that means when it gets weird, when the wars start happening, when, when, when things get weird economically, women will revert back to what they were doing, meaning wanting to be housewives, selling their bodies, getting into uh, relationships with, um, where there's multiple women and vice versa, where there's multiple men. The economy is going to dictate how women act. Now, listen to this woman. Shout out to Jim Status. Listen to what this woman says. This is what we've been telling you what's going on. I know a lot of people say, coach is talking about illegal activity. Coach is talking about this. Coach about Guys, we're here. We're here. Listen to this woman. Wait. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Oh, no, she didn't. All right, let me go ahead and see if we can play that one more time. I don't want to give her any shine here. Uh, shout out to Jim Status. You see the Instagram page. Let's see it again. Oh, somebody said no sound? All right, hold on for a second. Did you get it? There was no sound? All right, hold on for a second. It was muted. All right, hold on for a second. That, su that sucks. That sucks. Let's see here. No. Oh, okay. So she was muted. You guys couldn't hear it. Did you guys hear it? <laughs> Somebody still didn't hear it. Okay. All right. Still, so nobody heard it. So let's see here. She's still muted. Why did they? Why did they mute it here? Why did they mute it? All right. So here, here's what we got to do here. We'll play it. Let's see if we can pay, play it on my Instagram. Let's see if we can play it on my damn Instagram and see if you guys can hear it. What a shame. What a shame. All right. So let's go back. Let's see if we can give her put her on pause. I'll put her on pause. Let's see if we can see it here. Apologies for straggling sniggle. Coach's channel is straggling sniggle. They don't want you to hear this. All right. Here we go. Oh, man. Still can't hear it. Okay. Damn. What a what a L. All right. So what she said was, <laughs> what she said was, she's about this close. Let me see if I can repeat it. She's about, she said so. I'm about this close, this close, this close to selling pictures of my bunghole. She's about this close, this close to selling 
pictures of my bunghole. I'm going to repeat it. I'm about this close, this close to selling pictures of my bunghole. All right. All right. That's what she said. That's what she said. Now, why is she saying that? Remember, we've been warning you. You've been finding getting dates weird, right? You've been finding, oh, man, these women are weird. It's weird. They're struggling. I've been telling you they're out here broke. They're out here broke. They're fumbling through life. They're fumbling through life. They don't know what's going on. Rents due. Your rents due, motherfucker. And if there are any guys, this is not just the poor having this. This is somewhat people that are on the fringe of middle class, lower middle class. They're trying to elevate to middle class. Some of them are what we call faking normal. They're faking normal. They're acting like everything's okay. But when they go back home, they're wondering how they're going to make it. We talk about sugar babies out here, the younger women, the younger women going, forget all that. All right. You want me to do out here? You want me to actually be out here working? Uh, you know what I mean? Making sure traffic gets through, working out a construction site for eight hours or sell feet pictures or sell more than feet pictures. This economy right now is not the, the, the lie that can be told by women in this economy is that they're making it and they're strong and independent. Now, unfortunately, black women are still riding that out. But by the time they switch gears, it's going to be too late because by the their counterparts are already joining in on the poly and the transactional relationships. So by the time they figure it out, oh, let me join in and, and swallow my pride, it's going to be too late. The competition's already stiff. I was at a hockey game last night. Shout out to the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights, VGK, and the Los Angeles Kings. I was a little bit, I was like, I like the Kings. But I went to go and see what, what the Golden Knights were doing. And there were families there. There were a lot of there were a lot of Asian women with white women, uh, white men there. All right. Every time I looked around, there was them Asian women joining in. They're like, give me a white man. I'll take a white man. Right? It wasn't all of them, but it was a lot. I was like, wow. Okay. But there were also when you get to the front rows, because I sat in the front row. I sat not in the front row, but I sat in the second row close to the glass. And there were transactional babes right there in the front row with their guy. One guy had two Latinas, two, two spinners. One guy had two Latina chicks and they were dressed up and glammed up. And he was an older guy. He was somewhere in his mid forties to probably early fifties. And he had two <laughs> Latina chicks sitting front row, right up at the glass, two of them. I was like, yo, by the time people get on board, okay, I'll sell by how much? All right, I want $800. What? Oh, man, please. No, he didn't have two gorditas. They was not gorditas. They was little petite spinners. <laughs> they was little petite spinners. So, uh, yeah, preseason. Preseason hockey. But anyway, by the, what I'm saying is this, this economy is actually getting tough for people who are what you would say somewhat normal. And these normies are having trouble to try to figure out how they're going to make it from day to day. And here's where, where we always say every woman has done or has thought about doing this transactional relationship or selling themselves to a certain extent. And this economy is going to make or break the ones who are so-called so moral high ground, or are they going to actually cross the line? Now, some women aren't going to cross that line. The line that they're going to cross is... They're going to say this. 
And that's you. Remember I played the black woman. She she was closed up on her face. She was like, you know, I just need a roommate that I can have sex with and pay these bills. Just come on. Just come on. She was like the way she was looking. She was like, we don't need to work nothing out. Just just start. Just just you can start tomorrow as long as you can pay these bills. <laughs> so this is where we're going. And it's going to get worse. Remember when I used to say, remember when I used to say that uh, they're going to be selling peace leave for bottles of water. They're going to be knocking at your door. Do you have water? Remember in Jackson, Mississippi, they were just right there at that point. And this is where it's going to go. They're going to fake relationships. This is why. And the reason why I'm not telling you women are going to change for your purpose. What I'm telling you is watch out. This is what I'm warning men. I'm not just trying to make women feel bad about doing this and making these thoughts. I'm going to sell pictures of my bunghole. I'm this close. I don't feel bad for her. That's her problem. But the reason why I'm telling you this is I'm telling you to watch out. If you're a guy who hasn't been successful in relationships, all of a sudden, you're going to start being successful. All of a sudden, women are going to be saying, and that's all you. of a sudden, they're going to be like, just come on. We can be roommates here. I'll just give you access and just pay the bills. And you're going to think, Women are changing. A lot of guys, when Kevin Samuels was alive, you were like, see, winter is coming. See, ladies, y'all gonna have to, y'all gonna have to kill the feminism. And I was like, don't be fooled. They're doing that as a means to survive. If the economy corrects, you're gonna see them start divorcing these same guys. You're gonna see them finessing these same guys. You're gonna see the them praying mantising you. So this is a trick that they use as a survival mechanism. You're also seeing a lot of wives choosing to sell themselves. I just showed this video the other day of the wife uh, saying she just started an OnlyFans account. She went to her husband. Hey, honey, what do you think about me starting an OnlyFans account? He was like, do whatever you want. I'm tired of being the breadwinner. Guys, the economy dictates relationships. The economy dictates where relationships go. And Women do decide all of a sudden their moral high ground starts to loosen up. Oh, they start dropping down here. Oh, I guess I'll sell myself. Oh, it's just feet pictures. Oh, it's just bunghole pictures. Oh, my face isn't in the picture. Oh, uh, you know, uh, bring in another girlfriend if you want, as long as she has a job. Oh, soft girl era. Oh, I'm just realizing I'm just going into self-love now. Why are you going into self-love? Why are you going into self-love? Because you have time to go into self-love. Because you're reflecting and you're going, hmm. So this soft girl era isn't about them switching back to femininity to benefit us. It's because they have time to reflect. Well, it's now time to love myself, huh? Now it's all of a sudden time to not be strong and independent. (laughs) Okay, now it's all of a sudden not time to be aggressive. Why? Because if you're out here being aggressive, you're going to get eaten. You're going to get consumed. The barbarians outside the gate. Yeah, there's a real threat outside. And he's tapping on the window. Oh, it's time to reflect then. I better reflect. Oh, I'm not going out there to fight the world. Why? What's all this masculine energy? Let me have time to soft reflect on myself. (laughs) Yeah. What? And so people think that soft girl error is them trying to run back to men. It's not. It's them trying to keep themselves surviving. Yeah, it's hard knock life out there. So why don't I sit back into my own room and get my coffee and put cocoa butter all over my legs and smell the roses? Now you don't want to be out here grinding. Why? Because it's tough. 
the it's not worth it. You're grinding, grinding, grinding. You're spinning your wheels, and then it's not turning into money. You're not getting rich. Not only are you not getting rich, you're barely even surviving economically. And here we go. <laughs> this is this is the next step. Well, I'm in my soft girl era, and uh, perhaps sugar daddy, maybe mm, <laughs> perhaps sell pictures in my bunghole. They're out here broadcasting it. There's no more time, guys. There's no more time, and this banner is supposed to be up right here. There's no, there's not time anymore to think that the things that I'm saying are off base. Let's give me another straggling sniggle here. Okay. I don't know if you guys can hear. This sucks that you guys can't hear. Let me know if you can't hear this. All right. Let me know if you can hear that part. Let me see something here. Nope. Nope. No. Oh, that sucks ass. Oh, man. Let me see something here. Let me check where my audio is coming from. All right. That sucks. Now I won't be able to play this clip. Okay. Uh, let me see if I could go to this one right here. Damn. That sucks. That sucks. Oh, that sucks. Audio is whack. Let me see. Nope. Oh, damn. I can't get audio. Why they do me like that? Why you treat me so bad? I don't know why, baby. Why they treat me so bad? Oh, they got me, man. They got me. The new world order got me. Oh, that sucks. I don't know what happened to tell y'all the truth. I don't know what happened. <laughs> All right, nothing. Let me see. Oh, man, I'm so disappointed. Somebody said I heard something. Damn. You heard a little bit? Hold on for a second. Let me see something. That's me. <laughs> That's me checking the audio. That's me talking. Come on. Nah, nothing other playback. Oh, man, that sucks because I can hear it through my headphones. All right. Okay. All right. They got me. They got me. Wow. Straggling. Struggle streaming, if you will. All right. So here we go. All right. So we're going to go ahead and skip to the next part. Wow. And that sucks ass. All right. Straggling sniggle is over. We'll see if we can do it. Actually got everything volume up. All right, I'll figure it out. It'll come to me. It'll click. It'll click. All right, let's go to Babyface, and then we'll come back to that young lady. Let's go to Babyface. All right, Babyface. Let's talk about Babyface. Ready or not. How about on two occasions? That's day and night. 
Let's talk about Babyface. What's going on with here? Everybody knows Babyface, the legendary songwriter, the legendary songwriter, the legendary performing artist. He was once married. He was once married to uh, Pebbles, Tracy Edmonds, Mercedes. For you young heads, he was the one that wrote all of those Tony Braxton songs. And here he is right here. This was him married to uh, Pebbles for a long time, and it didn't work out. By the way, um, uh, Pebbles was uh, uh, Tracy Edmonds. Uh, Pebbles was the one, I believe, she was the executive that um, that was uh, robbing TLC blind, allegedly. And remember, TLC was the group that wrote the song No Scrubs. <laughs> she wrote the songs. She wrote, I'm sorry, uh, TLC had the song No Scrubs. And No Scrubs, I believe, was written by the girl from, I think it was the girl from um, Escape, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway. While they were singing the song, No Scrubs, they were going bankrupt <laughs> by the hands, allegedly, of Tracy Edmonds. And Tracy Edmonds was robbing them blind. <laughs> right? So anyway, while they were saying, I don't want no scrubs, TLC was going bankrupt. And Pebbles, Tracy Edmonds, Babyface's then wife, was robbing them blind. Now she's dating Deion Sanders in a long-term relationship. And then Tracy, uh, sorry, uh, Babyface then got married to this woman, another light, bright, almost white woman. And he was like, you know what? That light-skinned pebbles didn't work out. I'm going to go a little bit lighter. Let's go a little bit lighter. So he married a former backup dancer, and he knocked her up. He impregnated her. He impregnated her. And so he was like, man, she was pebbles was a little too dark. So I'm going to go a little bit lighter. You know, a little bit lighter. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit lighter. And so he went a little bit more light-skinned and he was like, this will work out. Well, unfortunately, it did not work out, but he did put baby in her and they end up getting divorced. His second marriage, <laughs> Tracy is different. I'm sorry. Is, am I talking about a different person? All right, anyway. Oh, it's not Pebbles? Tracy Edmonds and Pebbles? All right, if I got it wrong? Anyway. They, they're different people. Okay, my bad. I always call, I always mix them up. I always mix them up. But let's take that back. I take that back. But anyway, here it is right here. Uh, he went light-skinned, and it didn't work. So he's age 62, and he's battling joint custody of his daughter, and we won't say the daughter's name, age 12. After announcing split of his wife of seven years, Nicole Pattenberg. Pattenberg. So this is Nicole Pattenberg. He married her. Seven years later, it didn't work. He got praying mantis. Now, at age 62, guys, at age 62, how in the hell are you going through legal custody? I actually think that you guys, uh, you guys don't get it out here. This is not a game. This is not a game out here. And you're 62 years old. I'm not even 62. All right, I'm uh, 46. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine going through custody battles at that age. I'm, I don't want no parts of that. I would literally give it up. Go well, well, he says car seats at age 60, not I. PTA at age 60, not me. I'm not going to PTA. I'm not going to youth soccer games. I'm not going to recitals. I am not doing it. If I am going to do it, if I am going to do it, she doing it off on her own. I'm just sending the check. 
why stress yourself out at 62, gentlemen? You're about to be 70. You're in the fourth quarter of your life and you're battling custody issues. Are you serious? Somebody says, I ain't 46. Well, how old do you think I am? Damn. I wonder why you guys think I lie on here. <laughs> like, I'm going to get on YouTube and lie. I'm the one of the most and only truthful YouTubers on here. <laughs> People really be out here thinking I'm trying to lie to y'all. Like, ask, ask yourself this. Dudes be in here going, he's lying. <laughs> what the heck? I don't get in here to lie. But matter of fact, my streams are way too long to put lies together. They're way too long. So um, anyway, here it is right here. Age 62, joint custody. Now, he went through two sisters, two sisters, two black women, two light brights, almost whites. And now Babyface has joined the dark side. Let's see what happened to Babyface. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hold up for a second. Uh-oh. He came on over. Sisters. Sisters. He said, you know what? Let me just, I can't no more. I, I tried light bite, almost white. I'm going all the way white. <laughs> oh, no. He said, light, light skinned it. Okay. Oh, we going all the way. He's like this. He's like. He said, flat back it is. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, sisters is mad right now. Hell no. He said, hold on for a second. He's like, I'll take a flat back. He said, I'm going not light bright, almost white. I'm going bright, bright, all the way white. Anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and read the article. They're calling her a gold digger. What do you think? They're calling her a gold digger. Well, she's not a gold digger. What Babyface has done is what the point of this dream is. He finally said, I'll just pay. He was like, I got money. He's like, I'll just pay. Forget all of the bullshit. He went through a divorce at age 62 in a custody battle. He said, the hell with the bullshit. He was like, where the young girls at? I got money. He went through. He said, just, I'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay, bro. Let's go ahead and hear. I know guys are like, y'all mad. Babyface said, I'm joining. In the street. I'm joining the dark side. <laughs> I'll just pay. So they're calling her a gold digger now. Despite the fact that he went through two divorces that cost him money, and you're calling him a gold digger? How is she a gold digger different than the gold diggers he already got? Hmm? Let's go ahead and read the article. Legendary singer Babyface, age 64, unveils new girlfriend, young German blonde who loves money. Yep. But do the other women love money that he was with? Obviously. Obviously they do because they divorced him and they took a portion of the pot. And he said, it's much cheaper to pay them. <laughs> it's much cheaper to pay up front. Now, that's not illegal to do, by the way. You might think that's illegal, but they're in a relationship. They're in an arrangement. That's not illegal. You can you can have a girlfriend and just say, you know what? When I see you a couple of days a week, I'll pay your rent. I'll do whatever. People could call that tricking. But he is already majorly tricked. Meaning in the divorce court, he got taken twice. And he was like, the hell with all that. 
the hell with it. And he went over there and he said, let me just find what I want. R&B superstar Kenneth Babyface Edmonds has a new woman in his life, a 33-year-old German model named Rika. This is from Media Takeout. Uh, you know, Media Takeout is messy. And he says, the couple have now been dating for over six months. They've been dating. And the 64-year-old Babyface appears to be smitten with Rika. It says right here, Enrica seems to be smitten as well and not necessarily with the nearly senior citizen babyface. Yesterday on Instagram, she posted that her major crush is on, quote, money. Babyface has a net worth of close to $200 million. And then they went and looked, I guess this is, boy, they messy. They went in there and uh, in her story, she says, spell your crush's name backwards. Mine is Yenin, Yenim, which is money spelled backwards. She's pretty much putting it out there that she's for pay. I got money. She's pretty much putting it out there. Now, let's just put this in perspective. The most expensive relationship that Babyface has ever gotten in was two marriages. I guarantee you, whatever this girl Rika is getting from him, it ain't going to be anywhere close. At a 64, it ain't going to be anywhere close to what he's lost in marriages. Nowhere close. Babyface at age 64 is a Owen. He's had zero successful relationship. And he figured, you know what? The cheapest way to get him is right now. And matter of fact, the minute she says, the minute she says something like this. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. He can automatically get rid of her. He can like, I'm, I'm done with you. Bye-bye. Rent. A new one. Lease a new one. Okay, you won't cooperate? I'll cut you off. At best, he's going to lose $10,000. <laughs> he's like, I lose ten grand. let us just say he lost twenty grand. let us just say he lost thirty grand. let us just say he, he lost thirty grand in treating this woman nice for about a year or two. They've been at it for six months. Let's just say he total he lost him thirty grand. I can guarantee you he spends thirty grand in child support at age 64 in about three months. He spends 30 grand in child support for three months to a woman he has no more access to. Hmm. That's pocket change compared to what he's probably spending on this person. And she's much younger. She's much more probably going to do and toe the line for as long as you want. And she cannot divorce him. She can get no more after the fact. After the relationship is over, she can't get any more. The previous two women stuck him for his paper after the fact. So let's go back here. So again, remember the name of the show, transactional and poly relationships are the now. Why would a woman like Rika do something like this? Well, because she can. Because she can. And it's time. The time is now. Women are going, I'm not going to pound the pavement anymore. There's no more. There's no more, uh, what do you call, um, there's no more, uh, I guess, pride in making it on your own. She's a woman that has a certain beauty characteristic that is monetizable, and she monetized it. And she said, forget it. I'm not going to pound the pavement. I'm going to find it, find exclusive rich men. I'm going to tell them what it is up front. This is what I want. And go forward. Now, it's just not the Ilk Sarika doing this. You had Saweetie doing as much. 
Sweetie and all of these other girls. What's the girl's name? I always get her name right. Young MIA, Young Miami with Diddy, Young Miami. She knows what Diddy's doing out here. She knows Diddy is what? In these streets. <laughs> Diddy's in these streets. And Young Miami's like, whatever. Give me the money. Sweetie did the same thing. All right. If he ain't giving me a Birkin bag or whatever. Now, what does that put you if you're not able to afford this lifestyle? What does that put you? You're on the outside looking in. If you're wondering why men of the age of 30 are having less success with women, statistically, of course, you can point out the ones that are having somewhat success. You're seeing this. That is because the women in your generation are going, I'll sell pictures of my bunghole. I'll get with a man. This is where you get the poly type relationships, where they start accepting poly. Wait till we get to the Adam Levine story. You're going to see it. These women are going, eh. It's crazy. Shout out to shout out to her. Let me see. Here's a few pictures. Apparently, they're pretty serious. I'm sure they're pretty serious. I doubt it. Now, she's posting him. She's posting him on her Instagram. I don't know if she can say the same for him, but um, I guess they're at a celebrity event. Can everybody see that? That's him with his white girl. How dare he? And uh, that's him right there. Let's go ahead and scroll the pictures. Oh, she. Oh, and there it go. Them brothers, anytime they next to a white girl, they're going to be grinning. Let's see if he grinning in this one. Oh, he not grinning in this one. But look, she likes staking her claim. She He's smiling in this one, though. <laughs> he's smiling in this one. There he is. He grinning. Oh, he not smiling here. But, oh, she putting them all out on the blast. She like, look at what I got. And by the way, she's much younger. Them young girls don't want you. Them young girls don't want you. And if they want you, they only want you for your money. She's like, look at what I got. And I got that Bentley, too. Oh, she putting them all out on blast. Yo. <laughs> Yikes. All right. And, uh, you know, oh, there she is again. He not smiling, though. Yeah, he ain't smiling. What happened? All right, boy. She like latching on. She's like, latch. Look at her. <laughs> She got it in tight. She's like, he's mine, girls. Stay away. What else do they have to say? Baby face. Okay, here we go right there. 12 Grammys. All right, they're talking about uh, all her songs he wrote. Okay, there you go right there. You guys don't want to hear all of that stuff. But uh, this is what culture that we're in right now. Interesting stuff, right? But for you as gentlemen, where does that put you? You're on the level of the girls who are selling their bungholes right now and eventually later on, they're going to say this. Eventually later on, they're going to say something like this when the economy starts to correct. Or now, this is what they're saying. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right. And wife me the fuck up. You better start acting right, right? And wife up the F up. Let me get to these super chats, man. I got to fix that audio. I don't think I have any audio coming up later on, but I wanted to show you that video. I wanted to show you that video bad. All right, let's get in here. I got to get PayPal some love and everybody on Venmo. So, oh, PayPal done locked me out again. What is this? They got me playing puzzle games. I feel like I'm at the arcade here. Oh, shit. They really done locked me out. Who donated on PayPal? All right, let's go over to Venmo. What a shame. All right, Venmo's signed me out. PayPal don't like me no more. 
Where are we at? Shout out to Mac or Macaroni Tony. He says he hasn't posted her once. Not going to mess up his R&B money. He says, but I know somewhere, I know somewhere singing that Bobby Brown hit he wrote, my heart belongs to Tenderoni. He says, she's my love. She's my only love. But yeah, he hasn't posted her once, but he's in his 60s. I don't think he's going to use Instagram like that. And if he does have Instagram, I don't think he's running it. Dominic says, Coach, you're exactly right. In sociology, there's a term called Moncasual theory. It's Karl Marx's theory that the economic system is the driving force between all things social. Wow. So I would love to study Karl Marx a little bit more, a little bit more. I've studied it just a little bit, but it's called Moncasual theory in which the economy is driving the driving force of all things social. Now, again, we have a certain morality, but our morality is always based on a good economy. When the economy changes, our morality changes. And a great movie to look at this is called Fun with Dick and Jane. Fun with Dick and Jane. Go look at it. It's a comedy, but um, it's with um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is the main character. And that movie is the Moncasual theory. Their morality was here when the economy was good, but when the economy went to shit, their morality changed. So it's not just sexual and relationships, but it's always going to be, hey, I'm a good person and I did right and I'm going to do as instructed and I'm going to do what's right, meaning I'm going to do monogamy, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have the dog and the kids, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go to work and we're going to do this. Well, the economy taint, the economy taint, and then they start robbing banks. <laughs> and the reason why they start robbing banks was because they saw the people that were winning in the economy, they were amoral. They were immoral. They didn't follow the rules. And they were like, we followed the rules. We did it right. And guess what? The economy tanked and they started robbing banks. And they was like, hey, if they're going to rob, we're going to rob. Again, when people come to me with moral high ground stuff, I always say, I always say, your morality will change based on the circumstances. And when money's involved, your morality will change automatically so when we talk about relationships people are like i would never do that and men would say i would never pay when the economy changes your morality will change real fast or you're going to be left out same thing with the joker and thanos and all of these people had these same ideas you could not live with your own failure what did that bring you back to me yep and so i know this as a human being because i know human beings i see the i see people get poor and their morality changes. I see people get into bad relationships, their morality changes. So people will always say, well, I'm not that type of guy. I would never do that. Okay. <laughs> soon as you pinch in pennies, or soon as you have a little bit of money, and you see a struggling girl, you'd be like, well, I, it looks like I can help you, young lady. Starvation is something. Starvation is a motivator out here. Shout out to uh, Zero Fallout. He says much of the recession was self-inflicted. Banks would buy debt accounts and try to flip them. Much of it was from companies. The banks have been always able to borrow $14 trillion without the government oversight since 2014. Meanwhile, we blade in the STEMI. Google, if you, it, Google it if you don't believe. I believe you. In our country, and that's going to be a, a co-sponsorship. There's two things that run this country, and it ain't you, and it ain't politicians. <laughs> okay, I'll let you do the math. New, 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 new world order. You know who runs this country? 
is very there's two entities that run this country i'll let you do your i'll let you answer it and it's not the nwo but it ain't you and it ain't politicians there's two entities that run this country two no entities well the feds no stop stop with that yep acdc got it and that's my answer acd got it we answer to two entities the banks and corporations they run the country that's what it is they set the tone they set the direction let me just tell you something who got bailed out who gets bailed out in a bad economy answer that question do you get bailed out or do banks and corporations first get in line and go hey Banks and corporations run it, and they dictate it. It's the uh, politicians only do what they're instructed to do. New, 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 new world order. All right, and they're not caving. This is why they say, "Oh, well, my my moral stance is this." But you know what? These people actually are my lobbyists. They they pay me to have certain insights, and we go through the direction of those. I don't know. And when you think about it, that's what we do. And so I don't know, man. Shout out to Zero Fallout. He says. They're trying to be there. They've been trying to starve off, stave off. Sorry. They've been trying to stave off the recession for six years now. Instead of letting a small recession go, we're going into a small depression. This is true, too. Uh, this is the idea that uh, we've been living off of a fake. A fake lifestyle. We knew what was happening. We saw the house of cards falling. We saw this long time ago, but a lot of people are blinded. You put on your blinders. And you don't see it coming. This is why I was able to feel it coming. Pause. Back in 2018, I was like, back in 2018, I was like, something's weird. I don't think we can sustain this life, this lifestyle. I don't think we can sustain whatever agenda is being put. I don't think we can sustain it. So it led me to this idea of free agent lifestyle and then backed it up with de-evolution. I was like, there's something going on here. Uh, let me see. Brian Horsey says, can you elaborate on your comment the other night that the gentleman archetype is not simping? Shout out to you. That is a co-sponsorship as well. Well, in our mindset, we think it doing anything good for a woman is simping. This is what we think. But we don't talk about what the return is from the woman. So we automatically say, if you did something nice, you're a simp. If you were nice and you said hello to a woman, you're a simp. Well, that's not true. That is definitely not true. We're also of the mindset of if she's a 304 or she had sex with two men and you do something nice for her, you're a simp. That's not true. Now, if you're doing something for her, for her valid, for your validation to feel better, and you get nothing in return, that would be simping. But oftentimes, the gentleman archetype is getting much in return. He's getting a whole bunch in return, and he's playing the long game. He's playing the game that is going to make sure he gets that exchange back in return. He doesn't do anything nice with just for doing it for nice sakes. That would be somebody who's pandering to women. That would be a simp. Someone idolizing mediocre peace league. A gentleman typically doesn't idolize someone who's mediocre or even lower than mediocre. But I broke that down in a longer front, uh, longer range live stream. So it's a little bit more difficult to say right up front. So we've gotten to the point that if you say hello to a woman, you're simping. And I think that is not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. If you do it and you're pandering and you're thirsty, then maybe. Gentleman tends to not do it in a thirsty mindset. He's not going to be all on the like emojis. He's not going to be lick emojing them. He's not going to be kissing them. He's not going to do any of those things. But 
uh, uh, somebody that is thirsty will do something like that. That's where he gets nothing in return. He's actually propped her up to the position of you're bigger, you're better than me because you look more beautiful. I don't think the gentleman does that. All right. Uh, let's see here. Who is this? Macaroni Tony. He says, don't care what y'all homeboys say. TLC, sport playing, beer drinking, double knee surgery, XXs be hitting sometimes. Take me out with the buzzer. Oh, Tom. by the way, you talk about tomboys. Did you hear that there was a dating coach recently? There's a dating coach recently. I'm not going to name his name. Go do it up. Go look it up. There's a dating coach that has acknowledged that he likes tomboys and more than tomboys. Yo, I'm I'm done with you dating coaches. He likes, what did they call them? Transsexuals? I didn't even know what they call them no more. They call them, um, they call them, um, I can't even think what they call them. Not, not lady boys or whatever. Transformers. He literally said it on the live stream. Boy, man, I'm, I'm done with y'all dating coaches. He was like, he had, he has a body count number. He has a body count number, and he said part of the body count is uh, trans boys or trans girls. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm done with dating coaches. No more. Hey, dating coaches, retire. Retire, please. It's over for y'all. It's over for y'all. Y'all done. Y'all done. Y'all done. But there's nowhere we can take y'all seriously no more. Larry Leisure. Says here, paying my dues. He says, have you seen the trailer for Lizzo's new show on Amazon Prime? Take a while. Guess who the participants are. I think it's probably them big girls that can dance. Or probably the reading rainbow. I think it's the big girls that can dance. Travis Cook, I had to double up for the stream. He says, where you go over old red pill philosophers and spiritual texts like the Bible. I need to go back. I need to go back to that. Matthew 19 and 12, he also says, Jesus talks about how. It is better to not marry. He didn't say you should be a 304, but he did say it's better to be single and chaste than to get married. So I've been preaching that principle too. If you're a guy who can't participate in this debaucherous lifestyle that we call relationships and this off and again, on again, changing and false expectations and fornication, it's best to go monk. It is the best strategy for you because this guys this lifestyle is actually out of control for most people el jefe thanks for the advice cga i just got a new 18 year old vietnamese sugar baby last night cga coach gang gang winning and it's it's part of the life i know people are mad at that i know people are mad you're not comfortable with that albert ingram colorado became the first state to accept bitcoin for tax payments what are your thoughts on this? Do you think other states will follow suit as well? Colorado's extremely liberal, but new, 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 new world most people don't have much Bitcoin to pay in terms of taxes as well. So we're going to go into a digital economy for sure. Digital currency, uh, whether or what that is, the CBDC or Bitcoin, whatever it is, it is what it is. But people have been wiped out of Bitcoin 
So not pe- many people have it enough to pay taxes. Maybe Colorado was like, this is an extra way because they know people socked away Bitcoin that they can get tax money, right? I think the coffers are low in many states. So they're like, just give me anything at this point. There's a lot of desperation out here. When there's desperation, when there's desperation, people will do desperate things. Lyle Pockets, good morning, coachy. He says, I'm going to Chirac. Who do I check in with? The Latin Kings, the Vice Lords, or the Gangster Disciples, the GDs? I don't know. I mean, wear your hat straight because apparently in that area, depending on where your hat is cocked, that's the way your jaw going to get cocked. So be careful, man. Who do you check in with? Uh, anybody from Chirac? Let our brothers know, man. Let our drill rapper brothers know. Where do you check in with? <laughs> Are you supposed to check in with the Latin Kings? All right. Oh, man. What is going on here? PayPal. I'm trying to get the PayPal, y'all. They be locking me out. Okay, I got in. Check in. I think this is only for ninjas. Somebody says, who do you check in with? The GDs or the BDs? Just don't go, somebody said. Don't go. All right. I got to catch up, man. Shout out to, let me get like four of these and then we'll continue. Delta Fox, the lesbian here. She says, I can't believe People are giving you crap about Nova. He says, you explained it a bunch of times that people don't get it. And I think what happened was once I transitioned to, I'm going to monetize it, that's when the haters came out. (laughs) I actually had to think about it. I was like, what is this about? Because I talked about, I've been, there's been no secret. She's been around for a year, talked about her, referenced her, did a video, broke it down, broke it down. You can see my daughter in the video being gifted. But once I transferred into monetization, that's when the hate came out. All right, that's when it was like, oh, what are you doing? It wasn't a secret. (laughs) She says, I wish I had a Labradoodle, but I don't have a yard yet. So getting a dog is delayed until I buy or rent a place with a yard. Honestly, leave Coach and Nova alone. He says, most women who are single with the dog lack mobility and are in huge debt and they're sleeping with their dogs and their car is full of dog hair. He says, can't date because, yeah, they want to sleep with their dogs in bed. It's crazy. He says, ignore them, Coach Nova. Probably has a better life than them being your dog. That's true. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't do that. I don't sleep with my dog. <laughs> so that is definitely going to put me in a different category. My dog be sitting up in the crate. All right. But uh, what, what, what happens is when they see you and you go, oh, he's going to monetize. Anytime you do that, then people feel funny about it. All right, shout out to Moose Hefner. He says, R&B is just as dangerous as drill music. It is misled and misguided men also. Wow. Actually talked about that. I've been critical of music in general. But uh, yeah, I talked about hip hop being a big psyops. So is R&B music. A lot of you have been misguided. You guys have been misguided and undecided about life because of R&B music. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And the danger of music I used to not believe this as a youngster. The danger of music is you can repeat it in short bursts. So you ever get that song? That song is my vibe. And you just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And music has subliminal messages. It has double entendres. It has double meanings. It has hitting meanings. It makes you force you. You're repeating words over and over again in your head. And it gets to you. I agree it gets to you. Should it be the blame of all of your failings in life? No. But it can misguide you into believing something exists when it doesn't, like monogamy. (laughs) Most of your principles of relationships and monogamy have been formed by music, whether you're against it or for it. And anybody who denies that is can't deny it. It's what it is. 
Uh, where are we at here? Kalen says, what's up, coach? Uh, I just thought about this. He says, this award seems like a runway earlier in the year, but I have to ask, who is the 2022 simp of the year, Will Smith or Emmy Adoka? Gosh, we got to talk about Emmy Adoka next. I think he is the dumbass of the year. It ain't even close. Emmy Udoka takes the cake. <laughs> Will Smith lost a lot, but uh, Emmy Udoka lost $50 million. Slanging his Johnson around the office. Doesn't get any closer. Jay Cool here, last one. I have, have gone to Miami. He says, I have going to Miami. Oh, I have going to Miami and Buffalo game in December and excited about it. He says, on a different note, how did you stay patient and not try to rush your process over the last two years? Or was it a day at a time just enjoying where you are in the process? That seems to be the best thing for me from what I see. I just do not want to fall back into bad habits in the meantime. Uh, as you guys know, I think the process, I fell in love with the process of everything. It's not so much the money. Money's necessary in everything you're doing. But now I'm in the process like I fall in love with the process. Like when I do YouTube and I do other things, I fall in love with the process. Okay. When you fall in love with the process, you're obsessed with it. Obsession is what keeps you from making mistakes. Okay. I wrote down, if you've been following me on my money mindset series, I wrote down several things probably around the 2016, 2015, 2016, that course corrected my life. And I wrote down, do not get married. This was the early forms of the free agent lifestyle. On that list, and I still have that list, copies of it. I said, do not get married. Do not knock another woman up. That right there is going to save my life going forward. And I think I even put no relationships. That was the early framing of the free agent lifestyle because I knew financially, emotionally, spiritually if i went that way i would be i would put my life my life would not improve it will bump me off my 10-year plan now some people were like well what if you met the woman that could have changed your life what if 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 we're fits we'd all be drunk highly like highly unlikely that's gonna happen and i was like 38 going into my 40s and i wrote it down I actually wrote that down and I used to actually have it on the thing where um, it's a piece of paper that has a stick. You can, it's like a big, um, I can't remember what they call it, but it's a big uh, notepad. You can write it up there. I said, no relation. I said, uh, no marriages, no kids, no more kids, no more marriages in order to recollect my life, recorrect my life. If I would have done that, it would have set me back. It's not a post-it note. The pages are this big. The pages are huge. Right. And it's like a tab. You could just rip it off like that. But it has sticky tape. And I had them all over my mirrors. I had like four of them completely filled out. Completely filled out with all of my goals. Every day I would wake up, I would look at this sheet. This sheet would be there. I would go to bed looking at that sheet. I put it in my bedroom. No more this, no more that. And it kept me on track. Until you do that, you're going to be bumped right off of your um, things. One woman's going to come in. This is all women have to do. They bat their eyes and you give up your whole goals. You give up your entire life. And I was like, I can't afford that. I can't afford to do that anymore. I've done it once. I've done it twice. And there's no benefit in it. I have to take this life on my, on my own. And I did it every day and plugged away. 
And I'm telling you, sure, I had a couple of girls that would come over and fix my meat, but I would be like, no relationships. There's nothing happening. This is this is all that's mattering. This is it. This is it. No women aren't gonna bump me off my game anymore. Now, now take a look at where I was 2012, living in my Ford Explorer, 2016, floundering. I was broke, but I was getting plenty of four, fives and sixes to bone. I had a whole bunch of them and some sevens and an occasional eight. I had plenty of women fixing my meat. And I was like, I got even bugged out. I, I got tired of that because what they would do is this is what happened. What they would do is during that time that I was trying to get myself out of debt. Right. I was in debt. I was in child support. I was in. um I was unable to travel and those women were coming over. Oh, do this, do that on my free time. And it started bothering me. I was like, why are they using up my free time? Not only that, it seemed like they were doing what I call low hanging fruit. It was like, oh, I'll, I'll give you this and come get a little bit of this. And come. I was like, these women are bumping. They're taking up the wrong time. I was like, what if I applied that time that I was doing that with this low hanging fruit? with the occasional six, with the with the hopes that the seven will love me, what if I took that time, left those girls alone, and applied that to my life? What if I took all of that time that I was on dating apps, swiping and swiping, responding to messages? What if I took that time and actually poured it into my life? By about 2017, I had it set. I was like, I'm doing this. In 2017 and 2018, I fully went in and applied and applied and applied. Okay. And it developed into the philosophy called the free agent lifestyle. Because those women started to bait me into they were entitled to that time. I told you the story. I told you the story. And, and a lot of guys, these dating coaches that call me simp and incel and virgin, they never understood that getting women has never been my problem. When I said I went MGTOW and going my own way, it was not because I didn't have access to women. That has never been my problem. And I've never promoted that. I've never said it. A lot of people assumed it. Well, he just can't get women. He don't have game. Well, my problem was I was accepting too many low hanging women. And those women were distracting me from my life. I wasn't, I wasn't allowed free time, right? That's how it was. Cause those women were like, I'll give you something and do this and do that and come to me. I'll cook for you. I'll do whatever. I'll bend it over for you. I was like, it's too much. And I was like, this peace leave thing is actually ruining me. It's preventing me from getting to where I need to go. This is why I came up with the principle money, energy, attention, and time. Because my energy, attention, and time was going to women. My free time and energy was going to women. Not necessarily my money at that point. But I did realize I was getting women, but I wasn't getting money. I was getting a lot of women, but I was not getting any money. I was not getting any richer. And that bothered me every time. That bothered me every week to the point where those women started to be an annoying to me. I'm like, these people are annoying. I was like, don't you got something? One more thing. One more thing. These women were also broke. I also discovered that these women were in a place of their lives where they could help me out. I also started thinking, going, these women can't even help themselves. But here they are out here slinging peace leave around the entire county, 
trying to front and act like they can have relationships. And I'm like, I actually said this, and I've said this. Once I removed myself from these women, they had no other option but to get piped down. They were all trying to say they were good relationship material and they were this and that. Remember, I used to say this. The woman that's offering you a relationship right now, I used to say this. Pull yourself from that woman and then watch her over the next five years. Watch if anybody takes that deal. Watch if any one of these men take the deal of these good women out here that are relationship material. 9.9 times out of 10, once you back out and say no relationship, no ma'am, these women are going to flounder for the next five years and get nothing. Nobody's going to be dumb enough to take that deal. See, again, people kept getting it wrong that, oh, he just can't get women. The problem was I was being distracted by too many women that were mostly useless. And that goes for attractive women all the way down to subpar women. They, nobody else was taking that deal. Okay. Look at them. Two years later, they'll be broke. They'll bounce around from job to job. Okay. They'll get laid off. They'll be a temp. Okay. And I started watching it from this perspective and I'm going, wow, I would have been dumb enough to take that freaking deal. Why? Because I was too busy trying to prove that women was the priority over money. Once I then put money as the priority over women, everything got clear. I started to be able to see. I was like, now I can see. Now that I have a little lot more money than I did, those women are way more subpar than I realized when I was somewhat brokish and struggling. Now that I'm not struggling anymore, those women are not even close to being an option. That's number one. Number two, when things start working for you, like the process, and everything starts clicking, you never want to stop or run. You never want to stop momentum to celebrate with straggle daggles. You never want to stop the run. Like if you're in the basketball and you're on a 14-0 run, don't stop the run. Press forward because you're going to need those points. You're going to need the momentum. I started gathering momentum and I said, this is way more orgasmic and a better result than chasing subpar slightly above par women. Everything starts becoming clearer when your vision becomes clearer. So I'm sorry to go off track here. So I was like, this is working. Why would I stop to go with somebody that really can't improve my life? Then you start seeing these women, right? What, what, what tended to happen was those same women, you would see them get into a relationship with someone. It won't last. They'll be putting the pictures up. Oh, here's my new honey. I was still following them. They were still following me. They get a new honey. They break up, delete all the pictures. They get a new honey, break up, delete all the pictures. They get a new honey, put post them, break up, delete all the pictures. And I was like, damn, here they are five years later. Here they are five years later, and they're Owen still doing the same dumbass thing. Here I am five years later, and I'm going to show you five years later.
So when you start with the run and you start winning and winning and winning, you go back and go, what the hell was they going to get me? Other than posting up six months later, delete. Post up six months later, here's my new honey, delete. And complaining about the dating marketplace, I'm like, shit. Now, the free agent lifestyle also tells you it doesn't mean this thing has to last forever. You can be a free agent, but what the book says, and I'm actually giving you guys too much, I want you to read the book. The book then tells you, and I would could read from it, the book tells you, and it references it three times in the books, just so you can get it, everything in threes. It says, once you get to the point where I am now, you can then look back and say, would a relationship benefit me? Who would those people who would be qualified to benefit from your free agency, who could sign you, who's eligible, and would it be beneficial for me to be in a relationship long term? You can look back. And some men who are free agents go, yes, I've actually got to the point where I can find somebody that would benefit me that wouldn't distract me and take me off. Yes. Some guys would say no. But that's the benefit of being a free agent. You can say I'm still not there yet. Or you can say there's still someone that there's no one that qualifies and you can still be fine because you have the free agency. You already have your life. You already have your activities. You've already traveled. You already had these things. So then you're going to look back at who qualifies. Remember, I said this 80% of women will not even qualify. 85% of women would not even qualify when five years ago, you would have gave them time. You would have gave them a chance. And highly likely, they would have ruined your momentum. Highly likely, statistically, they would have ruined your momentum. And not only that, highly likely, they would have offered you nothing of benefit. And possibly, statistically, they would have ruined you altogether. What's the likelihood that the next woman you would have met takes you to millionaire status? Highly unlikely. What's the likelihood that it would have just been a wash and you would still be broke? Probably 50-50. What's the likelihood that that woman would have destroyed you and everything that was be, was you, but you was already borderline broke to begin with? Highly likely. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not rocket science, but what you guys are are hope strategists. See, these principles that I talk about, they don't just come out of nowhere. I don't just make them up. It's the hope strategy that ruins you. Sure, you could get a woman and she could be nice and kind and y'all could sit there and be broke together. But you can be broke, but I got dope to sell. I reference that all the time, that Scarface line. Uh, chicks ran his life and they're still running Lee. I bet you don't realize that your chick is with me. Your chick is boning me. Yeah, that's just like on Seeking. I bet you don't realize these same chicks that you're putting your time into, I'm giving them a little bit of money I got to money. be with me. It really doesn't matter because I would never tell. You can stay broke, but I got dope to sell. I always say that to you just so you can realize you're putting all of your money and interest and time and energy into something that rarely gives anything back. Rarely. And the hope that it does get something back is slight. What? Come on, man. Sorry to get off track. 
I'm sorry to get off track, but you guys think I'll jump on here to lie to you? I'm very transparent. I've had made mistakes. What you think about me, some of these dating coaches think, oh, he didn't got game. He couldn't get women. That never was the problem. I actually proved that on members live stream. I actually took you through dating apps. I show you that that's not a problem. Getting women is not a problem. It never has been. Okay. The problem has been getting women. The problem has to be putting my time and energy in the women. I think it's a fruitless activity at best. And a world of, it will collapse your world at worst. Very rarely will they improve your life. Very rarely. And even if they do, they're there for a temporary amount of time. Sometimes they ask for payment at the end if they did improve your life. Hey, I was responsible for his company doing good. I was responsible for him and I was part of business meetings. Come on, man. It's been very, I've been very transparent about what's going on. I got receipts. I deal with the receipts that I had during my monk mode, during my free agent lifestyle. You can see it. You have to pay for that. I'm not just going to put that on YouTube. And then I've been transparent about the junior college and you can see the receipts. They're all there. It's all right there in front of you. Now, you got to invest in it. I'm not just going to do it, and it's not. You're not able to go over there and chop up my videos and do all of this to try to prove me a liar. I don't hop on here to lie. I don't do it. <laughs> it's what it is. And then you also see the part of the life where I said, I turned that over. I turned it over to the Lord. You can go out there and chase relationships in this economy, in this marketplace, which is the worst relationship marketplace there is. The amount of affairs, the amount of people cheating, the amount of people turning themselves over as uh, worn out, used up, mentally unstable, Owens. I'm not investing in this marketplace. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I live the lifestyle. I am the free agent lifestyle. I live it. Some of these dating coaches cannot say the same. You got married dating coaches out here talking about spinning plates. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not against their message, but I'm out of it. You got dating coaches out here saying now that they are with men that were formerly women. I'm sorry, or women that were formerly men. What? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. And not only that, and not only that, I've been showing you the travel lifestyle. I was actually promoting travel lifestyle for the benefit of lifestyle. Before it became popular now in the passport bro thing. That was the part of the free agent lifestyle. As you see, can see on the book cover, there's a man traveling right here. Okay. So the whole get your passport thing was started when I put this book out. I was like, you need to go travel and experience life. When you start doing that, the byproduct of that is women. Women are a byproduct of life. Anybody that tells you otherwise, you're, they're, they're either subpar or hopeless romantic. Let me stop here. Let me stop. Let me stop. I got to push forward. I got to push forward. But some people need that part of the message. All right. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. But I got to push forward. Speaking of this. <laughs> speaking of this. Here it is right here. Adam Levine's wife. Adams Levine's wife says, he's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. Remember, we had the story about Adam Levine. Here he is right here. Adam Levine. Remember his wife. 
Uh, he was supposedly cheating and being reckless on Instagram. And uh, you normies and my myself included was like, hey, he's about to ruin his marriage. His wife's about to cheat, uh, about to go roll over on him. But in the mindset of the now transactional and poly relationship, listen closely. His wife said, I don't care about all that. I got money. She said, I don't care about all that. You can do whatever the hell which you want with Joe Johnson. Just bring the money. I got money. Keep bringing the money in. So let's show you what's going on here. Okay. So remember, I did this. The pro blacks don't remember. They only think I go in on the community. I did two videos on Adam Levine. And it looked like Adam Levine was on the ropes because he was out here going on Instagram models, which he didn't do it the right way. And his wife probably had a good little conversation about him and said what most wives say with men who have money, which Kevin Samuels has been trying to say, men with money can exercise options. This is a prime example. Don't embarrass me out here with these 304s. If you want to go get some side trim, just go pay for it and keep it with these women over there. Stop embarrassing me with these normie chicks because these normie chicks are no good. His wife sat him down. Look here. Look here. <laughs> Leave them normie chicks alone. You're making it so you're embarrassing me. Now, the, the whole thing about this, which is different from what it used to be. So in the 80s and 90s and going into the 70s, men like this could exercise options. But the problem that most men don't understand is this. We now live in a time where women can exercise their options as well. See, this is what we don't understand about this modern time. So a woman like Adam Levine's wife can also say, In these streets. Oh, you're going to do what you do? That's fine. Exercise all the options you want. But I'm going to do the same thing. Now, are you down with that? Are you down with that? Because they probably are swingers. They probably know she be out there cheating. She got her chads. She's like, do what you do. Just keep bringing me the money. I got money. Hey, this is the time we live in. So now that um, the olden idea was that rich men could exercise their options and women are just stuck there like the women in Dynasty, go see your whores. I bet you you go see your hookers and you're loving her. I bet you you're giving her money and taking her out to all the fancy activities, and I'm just sitting here drinking my wine and popping pills. Go see your whore. I ain't done with you. I'll be back here lying on the floor waiting for you to come back while you're having fun. No more. She's like, oh, okay. You going to see your whore? Guess what? I'm going to see my personal trainer. Oh, you're going to see your whore? Well, the pool bot, the pool guy and the delivery boy, they're coming over to drop off the milk. <laughs> All right. So this is what's happening now. It's going to the point now, like, they got options too. So women are exercising their options too. But they're also getting with men who have money and they're like, whatever, just like the woman with baby face. This is transactional. All right. I like the money. Do you think that woman's clinching on the baby face? You cannot have any other woman. No. Highly unlikely. And if she did try to exercise that option on him, he'd get rid of her. Same thing with Adam Levine's wife. She's a former model. Let's go ahead and read what she said. She was like, oh, well, look, 
I don't care. We're going to stay together. I don't care what you out here doing. He can slang Johnson all he want. I need that money. I need that money. I got money. She's like this, right? She's like this. I'm rich, bitch. Somebody said there's one caveat. Adam would not want his woman out there. He will burst. Yep. Well, in this marketplace, it's going to be hard for you gentlemen. We showed you yesterday. It's going to be hard for you to reel your woman in in that mindset. Remember the woman who 50-year-old 50 uh, 50 guy, uh, she's great divorcing him? What happened? He found out his wife had options. She went to Facebook and Instagram. Now, the options are going to be sexual, but he realized, oh, shit, she got just as many options as I do, if not more. So Adam Levine could play that. Hey, uh, I don't want you out there doing that, but he lost leverage in that because what? He was reckless out here. Same thing with Emmy Yadoka. Same thing with Emmy Yadoka. Highly likely, Ni what's her name? Nia? Nia? I can't even remember her name. I almost said Nina. Nia Long. Highly likely, Nia Long stays with Emmy Yadoka. I know people don't believe it. Highly likely, she stays. However, he lost all the leverage because he was reckless. Okay. And if Nia Long wants to get her some side something, she's going to do it, and he can't say nothing. He ain't going to say a damn thing. She's going to stay, just like Adam Levine's. We're in a new marketplace, guys, where guys cheat once, it's done, it's over. And not only that, if she does embarrass, you embarrass me? Okay, go ahead. You can do what you want. Go, go see your horse. At the same time, guess what? <laughs> guess what I'm doing? Here it is right here. He says, after what was very likely a difficult week for Adam Levine and wife Bahati Prinslow, the couple seems to be keeping their heads down and focusing on their children. The Maroon 5 frontman was recently accused of having a year-long affair with the Instagram influencer, and several other women have since come forward. I did two live streams on this one, claiming he sent them inappropriate messages, but Bahati is reporting, reportedly staying by her husband. Remember, Polly and transactional is going to be now. We're here. And she's like, well, the money's too good. Look at him. So there she is, flat back and flat fronted. This afterwards. Yep, and she posted this. She was like, he's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. She's like, yo, this is my man. And he's worth what, $160 million? She's like, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, whatever, Ninja, do whatever the hell you want. And she's taller than with him with heels. And, you know, other than his R&B career, you know, he's somewhat handsome. I'm not going to go into all of that. He's everything that you guys worry about being. And you're losing with women. The only recipe in the bad economy is he got money, right? I got money. And that affords him to do whatever he needs to do and it also affords her to do it he's short he looks appears to be short i don't know he's short <laughs> he got what he got mustache only <laughs> but he gets to do what he he gets to do what he ha has to do in this marketplace polly she's like look these women can share your johnson we sharing your johnson but there's only one 160 million dollar guy that i have access to i'm holding on to it he's tall or she's tall. Okay, he's six feet. 
Maybe, I don't know. So she's the tall one. He's the six-footer. Okay. She just got long legs. So she's short. He's definitely shorter than, I don't know, man. She has she has a little bit of heel there. She's like, whatever, whatever. They don't look like they're doing bad out here. Now, his head is down a little bit. Why? Because he now can't do what he can normally do. Now he's got to go pay. A source close to Adam's wife says, Bahati is doing everything she can to keep it together for the kids. Well, that's not a good sign automatically. But uh, speaking anonymously to people, an, out, an inside source revealed that the Namibian model is trying to do what is in the best interest of her and Adam's two children. Quote, their focus right now is to just on being the best parents possible. The insider said she is hurt and upset, but she is holding back because of the kids. Well, that's a future divorce. Great. The kingdom come. But it looks like she is taller, slightly taller than him. If you don't know. Um, at some particular point, she can pull the rug from up under her feet, up under his feet, and pull the bait and switch. Oh, everything's good. Everything's good. It's all good. Don't worry. Now, this is not the best position for, me, for him. I hate that ad. Bahati is currently expecting the couple's third child. She's still in the investment stage of the relationship. She's still in the investment stage of the relationship. The cheating allegations were bad enough on their own, but given that Bahati is pregnant, making the situation much worse. She only confirmed the happy news a few weeks ago, revealing the six-year-old Dusty, uh, those are the kids here, are going to be promoting promoted to big sister, all right? This was the girl who tried to bring it all down, and now she's out of money. No extortion for you, baby. Oh, so she was young and dumb. All right, but what what's tip, what typically happened here, this is the investment stage of the relationship. Once she has the third child, probably after a year or two, she can change course, bait and switch, and then play the victim. Oh, he was cheating on me, which there's the evidence. But she's also going to get the benefit of what he provides the next few years, for sure. Will he be running around on her? Yes. But it's probably going to be in a situation where it doesn't embarrass her. And that's where the transactional and poly relationships are going right there. So there's an update on that one. We're going to go over to, uh, we got to catch up on a lot of chats here. Okay. Catch up on a lot of chats. Oh, that's it for Cash App. All right, y'all done on the Cash App? All right, all right. Okay, all right. Shout out to, let's see what's up overall. We need to catch up on PayPal. Oh, they kicked me out. I need to stop getting kicked out on PayPal. For sure. But I need to catch up over there as well. Let me see. Maybe if I do it on this computer. Oh, no, it's the same computer. What am I talking about? <laughs> Here we go. It's the same one. It's the same screen. Oh, you get it together. They want me to get all the chimneys now. All right, I got back in. Lock back in. Then I need to catch up with Super Chats. PayPal and Super Chats. Here I come to save the day. All right, who we got here? Mr. Who is this? Mr. Ant the Great. He says, I don't understand these normies not understanding that this is how it's been since the beginning of time. King Solomon, King David, and the list goes on. You're right. Those who can't do it, try to shame men who can. He says, make no, wait, make no mistake. When I get all my ish together, I'm going to have three full, three, 
full on concubines between 19 and 21 on full salary as part of my rotation. Yeah, don't go too much. King Solomon had too many concubines. But when we get to this next story about Shaquille O'Neal, we're going to actually frame it a little bit more. This entire stream is framing it. Avery, did I get a chance to watch the Mr. Beast podcast that, that I sent you? The man is the beast, literally. I thought I was getting burned out working 10 hours a day, but he works damn near 20 hours a day. And he has 5011 channels with his business. I felt inspired, not going to lie, but at some point very soon, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and stick to it. Maybe I can get to 5011 channels too. All right, so Mr. Mr. Beast is the guy that um, I study as a YouTuber, if you will, which most people are like, oh, you're a loser YouTuber. <laughs> but uh, he's the guy that, I look at and the work ethic that a lot of these YouTubers have is uh, similar to like any other job. He makes a lot of money. He probably doesn't enjoy it because he enjoys the process more than the money. The money is almost inconsequential at that point because he's got to the part of either enjoying the process or power. Money is just a tool to get you to the next level. Now people are doing things for power, relevancy, and the the uh, process shout out to Caitlin says uh, just to think women were once virgins and for men who wanted to have sex with them they had to marry my oh my how far have we fallen no more first last and only the only relationships that are truly special those days have gone that ship has sailed that ship has sailed if you think guys you're getting virgin, I mean this is going to be less likely than not so what are you getting somebody has to answer that question to me monk mode master hey coach i just happened to stumble across your filipina nurse lingling's ig page she has 738,000 followers and i'm happy to say that the photo you have of her is not photoshopped i'm not going to promote her page but you gave me her page yes i've seen her before on there and she looks less lingling in person she looks more latina but if anybody wants to know who my nurse lingling is is going to be here uh, it's going to be her this is her right here she actually is the Latina chick, but right here, for some reason, she looks like a lat. Uh, she looks like my nurse, my Filipino nurse, Lingling. Ling. I believe she's Latina, but I don't. I'm not here to promote her page. All right. Um, Ad Austin says, if women couldn't sell peace leave, they would be homeless overnight. Yep, and I actually was going to show that, but my volume is messed up. But this is true, and um, let's see here. We got. Two more. Jay Cool. Oh, I got you already. So I caught up over on PayPal. Let's get over to Super Chats. Thank you, man. All right. Did I get Tommy Bryant? He says, him lonely, him have a dog, him a dog dad. He says, I swear some of these dudes be using strawberry lip glop. Coach, keep the, keep the glock on these keyboard alphas. Yeah, they try to find any hole. Oh, there's a there's a contradictory in your message. <laughs> God. And again, it only became a problem when there was monetizing. As soon as I said, oh, I'm going to monetize this. Oh, let's put a monkey wrench in it. It was never a problem until there was monetization on the line. And they saw, oh, he's trying to do a lane. He's trying to go this way. Then they try to find a way to bring it down. I swear to God, men are predictable. Yeah, take your strawberry lip glop and go somewhere else. All right, Teddy KGB says, for my brother out here paying peace leave penalties. Peace leave penalties. Oh, man, Henry Resilient, he says, 
you are sharing the, he says, you are sharing the window. Try sharing the Chrome tab on StreamYard. I made that mistake when I record my voice. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, I'll check that out. I was like, huh? But I'll check that out. Thank you for that. Camster email says, um, he says, what happens if the people at the top of the pyramid collapse the currency in zero everyone's bank account out? Does it make us get chipped to buy and sell? Oh, would it, would it make us get chipped? Well, um, uh, the people at the top are able to have reserves. So they'll never completely collapse because they'll have the resources that matter. They'll have access, gold and silver and whatnot. But we're all getting chipped to an extent. We all have the chip. It's just not inserted into our body. I want to give you an example of this. He says, you have been chipped, son. Yes, it's your phone. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, you've been chipped already. All right. When you have this thing, when they say tap your chip on the on the thing, right? You could you could take your debit card and tap it on the screen. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Or even if you don't have your debit card, don't worry. You have this device, you could just pay through that and it tracks everywhere you go. Now it's just an extent, it, it's just an extension of your hand, but it's it's the chip. Now, could they go further in it and say chip through your wrist or your thumb or something like that or your fingerprint? Sure. I think a generation of people, once the baby boomers and the Gen Xers die and the millennials are old, they'll get people to do that. I mean, people have accepted it through their phone already. All right. So that phone is your everything. It, I can track your entire whereabouts at all times on location services. All I need is access. You pay through the palm of your hand. Yep. You pay through the palm of your hand already. Actually, I think Amazon has a grocery store. You could just wave your hand. Mm. We're already there, guys. I know, man, people are like, this is conspiracy theory and all that. We're already there. If you're, you know, uh, thinking of anything biblical, we're, we're already there. I mean, the last step is implanting. But there are some, I mean, there's, you can go further on this. Somebody says, what chips do we tap with? On your phone. On your uh, debit card, there's a chip in your debit card. And you don't even have to insert it into the thing, right? You remember then you had to insert it into the little thing and it lit up and you had to put in your little pin number. Well, now you just tap your card on the screen. D does anybody do that? Not all of my cards can do that. But they just say tap your card on the screen. He says, are people still asking that question? Like, yeah. You place it on the screen like this. They just say, tap it. Come on, come on, man. Mm. Tap to pay. Yeah, tap. I'm trying to figure what it is because I've only done it once. And it, every time I try to do it, it don't work. But you tap the chip on the screen. Where are we at, guys? Where I don't know where you guys live at. Uh, where are we at here? DJ B fit baby face literally gone through 50 shades of gray and he's all the way at pale ACDC baby face all up in her bunghole. Uh oh, yes, he is. 
Jeremy D, coach, I'm ready to join the dark side. Do you have a guide or tips or tricks for using arrangements? Go to coachgregadams.locals.com. Go to coachgregadams.locals.com. It's all there. Everything is wide open, and it's for a minimal investment. Anybody that hasn't been over there yet, and you have to become a, I don't know what they call stuff. You have to come become a provider. I don't know what they call it. You have to have a membership. Anybody that's not on my member stream, members live stream, it's all there. There's no secrets. If you ever come to my channel and be like, coach is lying about this and you're doing this and you're not telling this, you're not showing receipts. It's right there. There's no, nothing hidden. Anybody that's on the members live stream, would you tell these people? <laughs> we do this every Sunday morning before kickoff. I break it all the way down. He says he's telling all truth. I'm not hiding nothing. It's right. If you're private investigators, haters, go all the way over there. I'm not doing this on YouTube for free. There is a payment on this one because I'm giving you something that not many people are doing. Go over there to locals.com if you want to see that part of the life. If you don't and you want to keep acting like and being ignorant, Oh, coach is lying. He's misleading you. He's breaking a lot. Whatever your thoughts are, I show you right there. You're going to get a worldwide view of what's happening out here. If you're thinking, nah, this ain't true, and he lying, the junior college ain't lit, these young girls don't want him, he ain't getting nothing, it's right there on the screen. <laughs> Just, It's right there on the screen. Coach GregAdams.locals.com. You go over there. You become a member over there whatever they call it on locals and i take you through the entire thing every week ladies you can go over there too if you think i'm lying about the junior college and all of these things that i'm showing if you think i'm lying go over there it's worth the five dollars you can even watch the previous streams <laughs> okay it's over there some of them aren't available because youtube trips or gets pulled down Okay, so don't go over there and be like, I can't find all the videos. Sometimes shit happens, all right? I'm not going to be going back and correcting it. You can see the dark side lived in real time. It's in real time. I know people don't, y'all want to think I'm lying the entire time. It's, I, he says, coach has forgotten more about junior college peace leave than all the haters have gotten combined. 100%. I've forgotten more than y'all know at this point. I can't even keep track of what's going on now. I've forgotten way more than y'all even know. Yep, somebody said, yep, girls messaging him live right there. You're seeing girls messaging me, liking me, messaging me live, me going through the conversation, receipts, it's all there. And I give you hints. I give you what to do, what not to do, what's legal, what's illegal, how to play it, how to message it, what to put in your pro. I break it all the way down. He says, making all those ear hustlers pay. Yeah, because you know what haters do is they want to say, nah, man, I ain't going to pay, but show me for free so we can try to make a fool out of you or try to find some, some way to lie. And then they make their own little videos. I'm not going to let y'all do that. Somebody said, y'all too old for that. Yeah. See, keep living, man. Keep living. Keep living. You, you, think, you think, guys, that, that that's blue pill thinking. 
that's blue pill thinking that some reason at 40, you're supposed to just shut down. Guys at 28, oh man, you're too old to do this. You need to be what? Settling down with these leftover women? Settling down with single mothers? What, what do you suggest? What do you suggest we do? Settle down with broken down women? Get married? What, do you, what are you suggesting old people do? <laughs> See, that's blue pill mindset. Again, not everybody here is red pill. Most people are here are hope strategists or purple pill at best, and most of y'all are blue pill. I'm convinced of it. Y'all just here trying to figure out you stuck in blue pill world. And you're thinking a guy right here at 40 is supposed to what? Pack it in? We supposed to pack it in? What are we supposed to do? What are men in their 40s as the time they're being most What are they supposed to do? <laughs> what are you talking about? 40, you're just getting started. Go get this book. Go get this book. Watch this. You guys are give, you guys are giving me way too much ammo here. Chapter eight and chapter nine. Now, this these phraseologies have already been put out, but I actually broke it down to another level. Sexual marketplace value, the struggle years for men. And chapter nine, the wall is undefeated. And I say in chapter nine, these are your Super Bowl years. These are the years that you're going to start winning. When you're 25, 26, 28, you think you're winning until you turn 40. And the game flips right over on its head. All the struggles go away. That's if you get your mind right and your money and your life right. And then you start winning. The big head start out thinking the little head. You stop making mistakes. You should be, you should be at least. It's it's right here. But a lot of times you guys are, what, what's too old? Guys, baby face running around here at 64 with a 33-year-old woman. <laughs> when you got, and one more thing, when you're 25, 40 is less than two decades away. You'll be fit in 15 years, you'll be 40. If you think that's a long time, I have news for you. I want you to think long and hard. When you're 40, it's less, and you're 25, 40 is less than 15 years. If you think it's over in a 15-year period, I don't, I got news to you. I got news for you guys. It ain't, it's just getting started for men. It's just getting started. And you will have an advantage over women that you didn't have when you were 26. That advantage is sex can no, should no longer sway you. You got a major league advantage. Not only that, you should have an economic advantage. You should, but most of you guys are going to be 65-year-old simps the rest of your life. I hate hammering you over the head. <laughs> All right, anyway, I hate hammering you over there. But if you think 40 is old for man, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's get to this one here. Uh, shout out to uh, Speaking My Mind. Coach doing a Skip Bayless. Which one? Which part of Skip Bayless? I'm not sure what that means. Let's talk about this here. If you're broke by 40, blame yourself. Blame yourself. It is most likely you shot yourself in the foot. Let's talk about Shaquille O'Neal here. 
and Emmy Udoka. Speaking of Emmy Udoka, what not to do in your 40s? <laughs> Things to not do in your 40s. Piss away your entire career. Shaquille O'Neal speaks upon the Emmy Udoka situation. Shaquille O'Neal said he can't judge Emmy Udoka and admit it to have cheated himself. Well, that's not a secret. Everybody should have known that. And there's some girls jumping. What is going on with that advert? <laughs> okay, hold on for a second. Let me scroll down just a little bit. It says right here, I was the best at it. I did it. I was the best at it. I lost my family doing it. I lost valuable and important years of my children, which I believe my children's life doing it. This is where I don't understand why men stay married and then want to be out here cheating when it's not negotiated in your contract. Now, I've told you the story of an NBA player that I knew, an NBA player that I knew, and also this NBA player was famous in Los Angeles, was also had him a concubine of women around the city of Los Angeles in which one of these women was a former player that I coached in high school. That person should remain nameless, <laughs> okay? I'm not going to name this person, and I'm not going to name the player that I had, but I found out that during the height of his NBA career in Los Angeles, I don't know if you're putting two and two together. People are naming other players. <laughs> I mean, put two and two together. Yeah, somebody says put two together. KJ says it. Come on. Put two and two together. My God, this young player that I coached, she was attractive, you know, at the time that I coached her and she developed, she, she developed into a nice, young, attractive young lady. Okay. I never had anything with her. I've never had anything with my players that okay. I found out through her best friend that this person, this person was basically paid an allowance. This was in the, gosh, this was in the, um, this is around 2005 when I got this information, 2005, that this player was on, that this person was on hold for this NBA player. And that person, this NBA player was paying her car note, rent, put her up in an apartment and whatnot. And he had many women across the Southland. I can see people are not putting two and two together here. People are not putting things together. All right. But anyway, I can't think for you. But she was not the only one, and everybody knew about this. So much so, another NBA player would end up getting caught doing something similar, face criminal in, uh, situation, and then ratted this player out. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? But I'm not snitching here. Now, Physically, I couldn't see that this being possible. Okay, I couldn't even see that this could be a physical match because this woman was very small. She was tiny and petite. Yeah, y'all slow. Y'all super duper slow. People are slow. I, I wonder how people are thinking here. My God. So the person got caught and then ratted the person out for doing something that I'm explaining right now. Anyone? So anyway. The person that I coached was a very skinny, slim woman. I cannot even imagine physically that she could actually withstand any effort done by this person because of the sheer size of the person. 
I'm like, this is not even a match. But it was being done. And that person was being paid for. So this idea that guys are out here tricking and don't have. The thing about concubines, the thing about concubines is concubines are always paid for. Yeah, this is all alleged. But this is a person actually kind of admitting. Concubines are always paid for. So a lot of guys, you would say, you got like a lot of guys don't know how things work. You would say, I want a concubine too. Well, concubines are paid for. Concubines are supported. Concubines are protected from everyone else. So hence, you would have to trick on a concubine. According to modern mindset of the alpha sphere, a concubine is tricked upon. That means you buy, like you take her from the peons, make sure the peons don't have access to them. You only have access to her and you keep her away, protected, sheltered and whatnot. That is a true concubine. But a lot of you guys are like, women are concubines. And I'm like, no, they're not. Most of them are just 304s. Most of them are just skeezers. Most of them are just sugar babies. And sugar babies is as close to concubines as you can get. But guys think they're just going to go skeet on women and not pay for them. Well, this guy is going to inform you that he somewhat did that. Let's go ahead and play, read the article here. And what Yudoka's mistake was, is he didn't have concubines. What Yudoka did was just try to skeet on 304s. Do you see the difference? Yudoka went in and he was like, I'm going to fornicate with you. I'm going to fornicate with you. And I'm not going to take care of you. I'm going to impregnate you. I'm going to skeet on you right in his backyard. Dumb. Dumb move. That was the difference between what Shaquille did, allegedly, what he's going to admit to doing, and what Yadoka did. Yadoka did, I'm a, just a player, and I'm going to leave with my Johnson, and I'm not going to take care of you girls. And now he lost $50 million. He lost $50 million being Big Johnson, Big Swinging Johnson. And guess how that worked out? He ended up paying on the back end. See, remember, you're going to pay on the front end or the back end. Shaquille O'Neal is going to admit he paid on the front end. It cost him in the back end. But Yudoka didn't pay at all on the front end, and he was reckless, and he's paying on the back end. $50 million he lost. When you think about what his future was going into the NBA coaching profession. He lost out on extensions, contract extensions, future jobs, potentially. Oh, he paid. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and uh, read this article. Shaquille O'Neal admitted to having cheated himself, excused himself from the conversation surrounding the Celtics coach, Emmy Yudoka. The NBA is filled with some of the world's most wealthiest and desirable athletes, athletes in their prime. They are pretty fit, and most NBA players are millionaires, making them quite attractive propositions for many women. What happened? I got money. And while there is nothing inherently wrong with that, every once in a while, a cheating scandal or some such comes out, leaving a sour taste in everybody's mouth. Pause. There's no better example of that than the Emmy Udoka Celtics head coach who had to apologize for having an affair with a female employee in the organization. And let's just be frank about it. He knocked somebody up and he had several females within the organization and he made it messy. When he could have been at the Boston College Junior College having fun. Everything about the Emmy Udoka situation is all his fault, for sure. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. 
He says, there's, uh, here it is right here. The details of the situation are still hazy, but suggest, uh, by the way, this story has been buried. Just so you want to know, this story has been buried to protect a lot of people. Emi Udoka is now under protection because a lot of uh, the ninjas started starting to point to Brett Favre. And then as soon as the Brett Favre details came out, everybody forgot about Brett Favre. But because it's handled legally, however, and there's nothing you can do about it, he can't lose his job. <laughs> he ain't losing his job. Not tomorrow he ain't. And he ain't losing his Frito. Not, not tomorrow he ain't. So there's nothing there. There was no meat there anyway. But everybody tried to deflect. What about Brett Favre? What do you want him to do? Lose his job? <laughs> All right. Emi Udoka about to lose his job. But uh, here we go right here. It says, uh, and in the time that speculation continues to grow, many have spoken on the issue either to support Udoka or the Celtics' decision to suspend him. Shaquille O'Neal, by the way, he says this, I'm going to step down from this conversation. I was a serial cheater. It says, it would be crazy and blasphemous for us to get up here and say, boom, boom, bam, I couldn't do that. I know these guys personally. I know they're going through a lot because I went through a lot. Since I hear, I just wished that certain parties weren't involved. I know I've known Leah Long for a long time. Uh-oh, and I like her. They're going through a lot. Of family stuff. This is true because they do have a family here. I've never, he says, I'm never that guy that's going to get up here and because of my platform and fake it. I did it. I was the best at it and not proud of it at all. I've lost my family doing it. I've lost valuable, important years of my children from doing it. I'm not that guy. I'm real with the situation. Mm. It's be, he says, it takes a big man to speak up about their own past mistakes and excuse themselves from commenting on someone else because of it. Shaq has learned from his past behaviors, which is all someone can do in this situation like this. This whole matter is quite unfortunate, and hopefully everyone involved will come out of it for the better. But here's the idea right here, and this is what we're trying to talk about here. Let's go back to transactional and poly. Shaquille O'Meal. Shaquille O'Neal admits that he had somewhat polyamorous relationships and many women were willing to have poly relationships with Shaquille and somewhat transactional relationships allegedly with him because he was who he was. That should be no surprise. But we're now seeing that men and women can now play both sides of this fence. Okay. Men and women can do this. Emi Yudoka tried to do it, but he was reckless in doing it. Not only that, many women were willing to do it within his organization. Unfortunately, he didn't pay it or he didn't do it the right way. And now they're playing the victim. So that's why you don't do it that way. You don't do it in your own backyard. And most of the time, if you want to do it and you want to maintain some monogamous facade, pay women to be in their place. Have a concubine. But Emi Yudoka, with the money he had, he said, I'm not going to pay. And he lost on the back end of that deal. But there are a lot of women that are willing to play that both sides. Let's give you some proof here. Let's go ahead and give you some proof. Uh, let's see if I can pull this up. See if I can show y'all this. Okay. There it is right there. If you look this up on Instagram, there are a lot of people that are now joining into this poly lifestyle. Some people would say polygyny. Some people will say polyamory. Some people will say polygamy. They're all somewhat different. 
But this page has 42,000 followers, which it would be in the upper echelon of pages related to followers. 42,000 followers. And it's called polyam.us. In this one, you can see, um, whether we're not going to talk about and make judgments on, on appearance. And I don't want to promote their page. But there's a lane for everybody, apparently. This is not only becoming normal, this is becoming mainstream, whether you like it or not. Most of these people don't promote this outside of their page, so you wouldn't know if you've seen them. But with all of this reading rainbow, with all of this girls liking girls and guys liking guys and guys transitioning into girls and guys, we're transitioning into the next P word, which is not metaphile, but poly. So while men are struggling out here, there's some men that have multiple women. And they're promoting it, and there's people following it. Take a look at the likes. All right, 42, uh, 4,300 likes over here, 2,000-plus likes over here, 2,000 likes. This guy got two girls. Now, whether you're saying the girls are ugly or not, that's not relevant in poly. All right, and to each their own on the level of attractiveness. But this is happening. Not only that. Open relationships are common nowadays because in the younger generations of people, women have options now. The days where women can be sheltered from options are gone. So a lot of women can have the man who serves as a protector and secure or a provider, and she can have Chad Thundercock or sell herself to the highest bidder on the back end, and a lot of people are comfortable with that. A lot of people are comfortable with that in these days. In the biblical days, they had this right here, Isaiah 4 and 1. And it reads, in that day, seven women will take hold of one man and say, we will eat our own food and provide our own clothes. Only let us be called by your name. Take away our disgrace. Okay, that was already kind of something was there. This is out there and running, and a lot of people don't come across it. I come across it on a lot and a lot of times because I'm um I'm on the dark side. It's just not white folks doing it. Let me show you this. You see this right here? Okay. Now remember, poly, polygyny, polygamy, whatever you want to say, was overwhelmingly has been a part of 85% of all cultures. In our time here on the world, we just were born during a time where monogamy was promoted more than anything. And I think we've gotten way off course with monogamy. Because it's the expectation, but not all people are monogamous, not all people are economically able to afford to be monogamous. Most people are selfish in their monogamy because they're providing little and they're giving nothing in return. But they're trying to say, you got you got to be monogamous. Well, why? Why? If I'm wealthy. I can be able to afford whatever lifestyle I want. You don't just get to keep me by providing nothing but access to you I, when I have options. Same thing with women. Women are like, well, I provide for my own. I don't need a man to be monogamous with. I can have multiple men. And as you can see right here on this picture, there are plenty of guys that are willing to share one woman. <laughs> This could not be me. I could never do something like this. But let me say this. 
Can I say this? This is going to ruin a lot of you guys. And I'm not promoting this as something that you should do. Listen to this. And I want you to listen good. Most of you are doing this and you don't even know it. Most of you are doing this and you don't even know it. Mm. <laughs> this is the real this the reality of the situation. Most of you are doing this and you don't even know it. Damn. Wow. Now, let's just take it in this part right here. Let's go ahead and put these guys back up. Let's go ahead and put these guys back up. And I'm going to show you that you're doing this and you don't even know it. Let's just say these three people, these three men were eligible daters on any dating app, which most normies use. If you're not a normie, you wouldn't use a dating app seriously. I don't take dating apps seriously. I might do it to see who's in my queue, but I don't take it seriously. But a lot of normies do. And this woman is a strong, independent woman who's accessing herself on dating apps. Statistically, this woman has way more access than you. Statistically, she's probably multiple serially dating so in the background, these three men live in separate locations, and she is dating all three men. There are women doing that right now. And all three of these men would be doing what? Taking, their, taking her on dates, treating her, seeing her two days a week. Then the other guy gets two days, and the other guy gets a day or two. And they do this on a weekly rotational basis. Now, she may be monogamous with one of these guys. Or she might overlap temporarily sexually monogamous, but not many women are doing that. They are accessing both men and they were making sure, make sure you wear a condom. One guy gets the raw dog. It. <laughs> One guy gets the pedestalized, meaning he's the bottom chick in the relationship. And she gets to have all the fun. Okay. This is her doing monogamy. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, this is her doing polyamory because one person's the bill payer. One person's the backblower outer, and one person's the emotional stability. A lot of women have this polyamorous relationship with men in which they all serve a different purpose. In this picture here, <laughs> somebody says these haters, these the haters in the comments. In this picture here, all three of these men serve a different purpose. Now, you can be like, this ain't true. This is just small percentage of people. In our world, you normally don't see all three men in one photo, but they're there. They are there. And at some point, she might get tired of all three of these men and refresh her, her rotation. Or she might invite another man in. Or she might do something like, uh, you know, get married to one and then release the others. And then that one man will feel lucky enough to have won her affections. These men are in your wife's inboxes. Your wife has these options now where before they didn't, which makes Polly a little bit weird now. And it makes it so the women have the advantage in the Polly. The women do now have the advantage in polyamory because now they have as many options as you. 
and they don't have now this whole thing of they have to maintain monogamy. At some point, she might say, and that's you. Who knows? He says, this is what modern men have lowered themselves to. What happened to men having honor and respect? That's Maury. At some point now, it's off the rails. This is what happened when, um, you know, we were the, at before probably 20, 30, 40 years ago, men were the objectifiers. Men had the advantage. And women would say, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to be monogamies. Uh, we are the only ones. You're the cheaters. We're the ones that are loyal. When opportunity arrived for women, they now begin to do what? Be poly, have multiple men serve multiple purposes, cheat, cheat higher rates than men, for sure. We proved that. And then also objectify themselves. This book right here told you that. I told you that's, that's where we're headed. <laughs> okay. The reverse engineering of American women. This isn't a negative on women. Remember, I'm not trying to change women. I'm just showing you what's now happening. Let me show you this. Um, There's pages called Black Polyamories. So, so just in case y'all be like, that's white folks stuff. Mm -mm. There's black women now that have access to a man of means who's able to exercise his options that she will stay in the concubine position. She will stay on the back end side chick position the wife will say you do what you need to do just make sure you keep bringing home the check here's another page Forty thousand followers black poly nation polyamory based organization biz and brand Forty thousand. some of you guys could dream of getting forty thousand instagram followers um, let's see here. It seems like um, many of these people are pushing into uh, poly. There's a third annual ABE Poly Fest in Galveston, Texas. Black Poly Nation. Okay. Um, here's women right here. So again, poly is not about the looks, but these women, apparently, they down with the poly. Can y'all see that? I don't know if y'all can see that on the screen. These women are part of the part of it. So it's it's one of these things that are hidden. Looks like they having fun right here. Uh, the, there's the Black Poly Fest again. <laughs> wow. Wow. Remember, I talked about polyamory and all of that stuff, and people talked about it before me. I said it's going to be the future. It's going to be predominantly the way people do relationships, whether they admit it or not. Whether they admit it or not, they're going to claim they're doing monogamy, and I'm going to call them out and say, you're doing nothing close to monogamy. What you're doing is se temporary sexual exclusivity, but you're doing more poly than you are monogamy. That's just what it is. So when you include those people, overwhelmingly, we're going to be doing something closer to poly off paper. And it's not even, you know, people are not going to even, um, people are going to start admitting to not even being doing anything monogamous. Okay. Mm. Wow. Y'all like, whoa. <laughs> and trust me, I've seen it because I'm I'm not I'm a non-monogamous person too. And I've shared with you the ethical non-monogamy. Did I share with you that one? Somebody says send the nuke. I'm ruining a lot of blue pills lives right now. Ethical non-monogamy. I've shared that with you. I've learned this more when I went over to the dark side. I was like, oh, what? What are we doing? And it's normally when they catch on, when these catch on phrases happen, it's normally because the woman 
now has the advantage. Okay, and we've let these liberal mindsets come in. Here it is right here. Ethical non-monogamy. Which means the woman can enjoy various forms of relationships with men. And men can do this too. But men been trying to be ethical non-monogamous from the beginning. And we got called all kind of names. But, you know, we got called cheaters and this and that. But now we're doing, if you look at the Adam Levine story, ethical non-monogamy. She was mad because he got out in the open. Emmy Yudoka situation. He was unethically non-monogamous. He was reckless with his non-monogamy. Shaquille O'Neal admitted, yep, I did it. I lost out this way, but I was actually able to capitalize this way. Isaiah 4 and 1, ethical non-monogamy. Black Polly, the two bro- the three brothers with the one sister, ethical non-monogamy. This is in our lexicon now. And so if a woman has options early on, she will say, you know what? I'm not going to settle down. I'm going to just have fun, stay young. In these streets. Or I'm going to share Adam Levine. Like the woman said, I was in a year-long affair with Adam Levine. Knowing he was married, what is that called? Somebody ask me. Somebody answer it. What is that called? Monogamy? (laughs) She knew she was in an ethical, non-monogamous relationship. Here it is right there. How to practice ethical non-monogamy. Wow. Somebody said, just go celibate. How to practice. Somebody says it's adulterous. Well, it was adulterous in her mind, but then when the wife was able to speak on it, she said, whatever. In these streets. (laughs) She said, eh, it ain't adultery. It's a little messy, but I'm sticking around for this. And this is a, looks like a reading rainbow girl with two boys. And these boys, one looks reading rainbow. How'd I do it? Says communicate open and honestly. Ensure both of you, both you and your partner agree. Discuss your long-term relationship goals. Check in with everyone regularly. (laughs) Establish clear clear boundaries and expectations. How to ethically non-monogamate. I made that word up. The world has flipped on its head. Remember, I told you, man, the world is going backwards. It's changing. Okay. Uh, What's wrong is right. And what's right is wrong. Whether you want to agree with it or not, are all people doing this? No. But I, again, my point of this is people are doing it, whether you know it or not. Trust me, they are. Let me see if I can catch up on some super chats. Ladies, right now. Ladies, right now. Do you have one man in your life do you have one man in your life only one ladies i'm here for you meaning there's one man that you share emotional ties with soul ties that one man you exchange sex with only one there's no crossover no cheating there's one man who you are romantically linked with linked with There's one man you're giving access to sex. Only one. Now, okay, let me add another one. There's no man waiting in the bullpen. There's no man on the sideline waiting. There's no guy you're sharing work husband. No work husbands. There's no guy you're texting. Oh, I'm just texting him. There's nothing there. 
no homie, no boyfriend, no homie you went to school with, no dude that used to hit it that you're communicating with on Facebook? Is there one man? The answer is highly unlikely there is not. There's no, he's just the best friend. There's no, he's just my personal trainer. He's just a guy that I'm, I'm going to venture to say out of 100 women, 98, that answer is no. There's going to be another bull in the ring. Somehow, some way, are you sleeping with both of these men? Doesn't matter. Probably you are. Probably 50 out of 100, 45 out of 100 are sleeping with that other guy. So with that being said, is that monogamy? Or is that having the benefit of having access to something from another man? It, period. Nakia, are you answering yes? You have no other. Nakia, you don't even have no man. Nakia, you don't even have your man. I'm your man. You sharing me. Nakia. Nakia always want to come in here. You don't even got no man. So you already got. <laughs> Nakia, I'm your man. And you sharing me. What the hell are you talking about? She said, yes, me, please. <laughs> All right, anyway, shout out to Nakia there. She's trying to tell y'all. Yes, I, I have one. Oh, yeah, what about this? Oh, my ex-husband don't count. See, what about ex-husbands? What about baby daddies? What about this? Hopefully my computer doesn't crash, okay? Let me show you another example of what I call um, them, them having multiple men in their lives. This is going to show you right here because people don't consider what I'm saying. Look at this right here. Tell me what this is. In somebody's brain, they're going to say that the woman in involved with these three men, are she's monogamous. In somebody's brainchild, which you guys are fools for, they're going to say that this is monogamy. When in fact, this is polyamory. This is polyamory. So in this situation, this was the before, after, and current daddy. I can't remember what she called all of these daddies. But this one young lady, and sorry for putting her face out there. I don't like to do that with children. Right here. This one child was unfortunately linked to these three men. One of these three men thought he was the father of the child. And this woman posted this on Facebook. Okay. She said, this is the before daddy. One of these men was the before daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She said, oh, the before daddy, the after daddy, and the real daddy. One of these guys is the stepdaddy. And one of these guys is the real DNA daddy that the before daddy thought that that was his child and it was not, but he's still providing for the, the child. Is this monogamy? I'll wait. Is this the monogamy you speak of? But in many areas, many women will have these complex relationships in which the stepdaddy is always competing with the real daddy 
Unfortunately, then now a guy who thought he was the daddy is now in the picture. And this one woman has access to all three of these men's emotional, financial, or social resources enough for them to take a picture. What's the difference? Let me let me ask y'all this. What's the difference between this? What's the difference between that and this? Somebody tell me the difference. Okay. What, what what's the difference? <laughs> this looks just about the same. It's the same in many aspects. Just the one person, just the three guys think that they have a monogamous relationship with the woman and they don't. The only difference is there's a child in there and one thought they were, but she's still collecting resources from all three. Somebody said, what's the solution? I know you're, I know you're tripping. All three get the same resources. She gets resources from the same three men and they will say this is a monogamous relationship when i already know sexually it's not even close to being monogamy but that's a lot it's gonna be a lie there's no difference wow okay jc says have you heard of the bonobo and chimp societies we are definitely in the bonobo society i think tfm talks about that exclusively i haven't had a chance to invest in it but we're now in that type of society right the, the best of the best, especially when the economy is where it is and all of that, this is where we are. No doubts about it. You can convince yourself to try to lie to yourself and think that we're not there. <laughs> but we're kind of here now. Now, the, those that don't want to play this game, like you don't want to date a woman. You're like, I'm not going to date a woman that's been in these streets. I'm not going to date a woman that has uh, kids by other men. Well, then you're left out. That's what happens. Your standards are this. Now, the women that are going to do this, they're going to do it and then come back to you and say, and that's you. So this right here indicates what we're talking about. And I'll play the video and I'll get to the PayPal's. This woman right here shows you she's been playing in a poly society. She's tried everything and now she's ready to retire her poly. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. What is monogamous about anything she said, <laughs> right? What, monog what is monogamous about anything that she said? What would give you the indication that she's willing to be monogamous? Because up until late 20s and early 30s, she had, she was doing poly. I got tired of the jerks. He was cheating on me, blah, blah, blah. I, he knocked me up. I had four early terminations of pregnancy. Uh, I'm done with that. I want you. And that's you. And then she's not even ensuring that she can stay monogamous, which biblically they tell you, once you've done all of that, the likelihood that you'll stay monogamous is zero. 
because sure enough, soon as you marry her, she's not staying monogamous because sex over life. Okay? Sex over life. Hold on for a second. We're teaching today. Anybody remember this breakdown right here? Oh, I got to be careful what images I show here. I got to be very, very careful. So this documentary here, or it wasn't a documentary, it was this. The woman had everything. She said. And that's you. They put it on Netflix, and many women were like, that's what I want. See, my husband had all of the houses, the cars, the nice life, the picket fence. I still am going back to Chad. And that's you. <laughs> and many women were like, I so relate to her. My husband did everything right. He got me the house and the car, but I was super bored. I'm not happy. <laughs> Yo, man, that is not monogamy at all. Shout out to Mr. Billy the Kid. Shout out to you. I just want to wake you guys up. You're playing an unfair game. And you're playing the game of brief false law. Shout out to Billy the Kid. Coach, this is the realest issue ever spoken. Women have been doing reverse poly in the dark for a while now. He says, and now it's uh, coming into light. Women will categorize men from Chad, the guy gets the smash, the foodie call, the emotional tampon, the sugar daddy, and they will have a rotation of 10 guys or more and sexually active with three to four. Yep. He says, RP men understand that, uh, understand this blue pill. No. If a woman sees that the man they want to be on top is in the top 10%, they will share him, not knowing she's already sharing him. She sees you as the top 10. I knew a woman. <laughs> I knew a woman. I swear, with experience, you get this. She had a boyfriend. He was all the Tyrone you need, right? He was super duper Tyrone. She was a white girl. She started, I messed with her a little bit, and then she started seeing him. And then I said, what happened to that guy? Of course, six months later, she shared them all on Facebook. And then I was like, what happened to that guy? Because she started calling me again. She hit me with the hate stranger. She hit me with the hate stranger. I was like, oh, where you been? How's everything going? Oh, I just thought about you. What happened to that guy? Oh, he was cheating on me with four other women. That's what she said. Now, most women know that they have a guy that has the ability to get other women. There's a video out on Instagram that just came out, but it's came, this has already been known. The woman said, I can't date a man that doesn't that other women don't like. So when you go out with her and women aren't checking for you, women aren't going, oh man, women aren't flirting, the waitress isn't flirting with you, and no other women are checking for you. There's a lot of women, not all, that will say, he must not be anything if nobody's checking. Hence, she knows other women want the guy. And she probably knows he's piping down other women. She just needs the proof. And even when she gets the proof, she doesn't leave him. Why? Because he is who he is. <laughs> she's like, I can't leave him. Obviously, people want him, so she's in a competition now. She's like, shit, I got to have him. How many women do you know that has found out their man cheated and she left the guy? She ends up coming back, meaning 
This is not monogamy. If she knows the man has the likelihood to cheat or has cheated and she stays, that ma'am, insert, is not monogamy. You're monogamous. He's not. Or vice versa. She's monogamous. I'm sorry. You're monogamous. She's not. This happens over and over again, and everybody keeps playing the game. Shout out to Billy the Kid. You guys keep trying to do this. Well, that was them, and that was them. How many more times can you see this without coming to the conclusion that we're all just sharing? <laughs> we're all just sharing. Shout out to Daylay says, uh, Coach, in old times, people were deleted. If they use God's name in vain or blaspheme God's name, in the black community, black boys would fight or even delete each other if someone spoke bad about their mother's name, screw the father. He says, are women worship as gods in the black community? And aren't there even black men who call women God, black women God? Yeah. I think black men in general worship women way too much. I think that's one of the things you can self-correct. And it's the reason why I treat women as equals. Um, but um, I think we have a big time worship of women going back to our mothers. Where when Mother's Day comes around, oh, it's her day. Oh, mama. And then when your wife has her wedding, oh, it's her day. And the black woman's queen. And I think this is woman's worship. And I think it's not healthy. And they start implanting this into our minds. Wait, or I don't think it's healthy. Sure, is it fun? Is it nice? Yes. Does it get you something? Not necessarily. But we worship women way too much. Way too much. I think it's unhealthy. I think it's very much unhealthy. That's just my opinion. And the fact that I don't worship women and that actually uh, women aren't attracted to that. They think that that's um, some sort of hurt or pain coming through and i just look at it and say why should i worship you we're on the same level in this transactional relationship meaning i want something from you you're going to get something from me that's the deal what i want from you is attainable by hook or crook or through payment or whatever or do if i have to simp i can get it from you but i don't think i need to worship it because most of the time once i worship it i know i've over worshiped it i've oversold Right, I'm like, damn, because it's it begins to be worthless. It doesn't begin to keep the worth that it had before I got it. Then I feel bad. Shout out to uh, Rusted Junk with the co-sponsorship. He says, Coach, your haters are here today. Your haters are here today. Wouldn't even be able to figure this out, even if you made the free agent lifestyle coloring book with stickers. They're married to their peasant mindset. They will lose even further when they marry their wife years after a man has with means has dumped in her tailpipe and ducked and she ducked his sick. That man afterwards. I know I mean, people play with this. OK, who's been cheated on in a relationship? Where's Nakia? Have you ever been cheated on in a relationship? I want you to think about this. Have you ever been cheated on in a relationship? It would probably be better for me to say, have you not been cheated on <laughs> in a relationship? Okay. Now, I want you to think about this. If you've ever been cheated on in a relationship and you 
or or have you ever been the cheater? Have you ever been a cheater? And you will come back to me and still claim that we're in a monogamous society. And you're fighting my message with the hopes that, no, nah, well, not all. <laughs> you were the cheater. Let's say you were the cheater. Because some of us have cheated and got our heart broken when we got cheated on. So let's just be admitting that. But you're telling me that we live in a monogamous society. Hold up. You're fighting me for no reason. <laughs> We've experienced this pain. We've experienced this hurt. But then you're going to go back. No, but it's possible, coach. But you've seen the evidence. The evidence is right here in front of you based on your experience in life. You see it. But then you come over here when I put it out in front of you and show you the mirror. Humanity obviously is going to go back into deflect and self-defense. Well, no, no, well, well, well. Come on, man. It's a little mind-blowing. I know, you know, it's a little mind-blowing, but I'm just putting a mirror up to look at so you can look at your reflection. Uh, the Jimmy ZTT says you can always tell the trolls from the real coach gang members by the degree of stupid questions they keep asking over and over. Every stream always seems to bring out the short bus kids. Shout out to the dark side of the coach gang. Yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes people are new. We have to give them a little bit of leeway. But um, I'm very transparent. I'm very real. I don't come on here and lie and say I got a thousand people I slept with. I don't do that. I don't even claim to have a certain body count. And even if I did, uh, I haven't kept track of a certain thing like that. My body count is probably way beyond the average man. And um, of course, the dating coaches have would like to think the opposite, the opposite to tear down my message. However, when I show you what's going on on locals and what's, what was going on prior to my life, even on Instagram, there's a post where you can see I have access to the access is not the problem. My problem is faking normal. You guys are faking the funk. And I don't fake the funk at all. This is really what it is. You can try to make it something different by saying, oh, well, this time it'll be different. And I don't think so. I think you're wasting your time. If at best, the best thing you can do is just say, I'll just join what's really happening here and give myself a real chance. <laughs> All right, this is the best possible that as best this is the best is gonna get. Shout out to is it uh he says upload video under you uploaded a video video under Sway Musa on locals. All right, I'm gonna check that out. Mr. Uh Ghost J says, Coach, now it's time to do John Cena contracts. I approach everything like a business arrangement. I think that's my best case scenario. This is a business arrangement. Let's 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 negotiate the terms. Let's hammer this out beforehand before it gets out of hand. That's the best way I think for men or especially men like me to play the game. I think the whole thing about trying to be like, "Oh, it's just going to be me." Not in today's age. Now, unless she lives with you and even then, I don't even want the stress of who are you texting and why are you going out and who is this? Oh, it's just my ex. Don't worry about him. No, 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 no. We ain't playing that game. Matt got camera says I had to leave that 304 alone to get my mind right. Yes. 
you're not in your right mind where you're in relationships, guys. And women. Women. How many times have you got out of a relationship? Just to just go into the women. How many times have you got out of a relationship and you say, oh, now I can be me. Now I can focus on me. Now I can do me. I wasn't me in the relationship. Somebody asked him that question. You left the relationship and you was like, now I can focus on the things that I need in life. Now I can be me. I lost myself in the relationship. Think about that. Men, how many times has that happened? You were in the relationship and you were constantly in your robot. Me, 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 me. And then the woman left and you was like, you can relax. You can walk around with your drawers around in your apartment. You can put your hands down your drawers and drink a beer. It's always the same. And then you're like, damn, man, I was really gone. And then your friends come back. Oh, man, good to see you again, CGA. Looks like you're yourself again. But you guys keep playing this game. I'm like, man, I don't know what y'all doing. I'm not playing that game anymore. I just like, look, let me get what I can and let's agree to what we agree. Shout out to Elton M. He says, not new Spike Lee's. She got to have it. Absolutely. But what Elton is acknowledging is that none of this is new. This has all been kind of in front of our face. But we've ignored it to, I don't know. We've ignored it to an extent to believe that there's a chance at this. And there's very little chance. But there's an opportunity to have it temporarily. Temporarily, we can have the enjoyment, the tingles. For a year or two, I can have any woman. And I can just say, baby, it's just me and you. Ooh, baby. Don't worry about Tony. Don't worry about Kevin. Don't worry about Jason, baby. It's just me and you. Shit, in about a year and a half, it's going to be like this. <laughs> it's going to be gone right in a year and a half tops. <laughs> I mean, that's tops. That's top end. By that time, y'all going to wear everything out. The love is gone. The thrill is gone. This is biological, by the way. Even therapists acknowledge this. Now, what do you do after that year? Do you have a commitment after that? Do you have a tie? Do you have a soul tie? Do you have a dedication? Do you have a loyalty? If you don't have any one of those things afterwards, it's over. Because nothing's going to maintain it at that point. All right, it's over. And then you guys will stay for another extra year and a half trying to work it out, trying to get this and that. And I, I know you cheating on me, and I cheated. Oh, I messed up. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, it's me and you. Nia Long can't even keep this going. Nia Long can't even, Nia Long's playing this game. What makes you think you're not going to play that game? All right, I don't want to ruin your bubble. Shout out to, uh, what did your name go by? I forgot, but we'll call my friends overcharge me. Since the Three Stooges with their women king watching Foxy Brown every night. Please screenshot this one. He says, I couldn't stop laughing. They've been indoctrinated by the media portrayal of the Sapphire and Mammy characters. Oh boy, you're going too far now. Stop it. Okay, this is a guy that knows what's going on. Look up the Mammy and the Sapphire. There was actually a wrestler character named Sapphire, and they gave her hell back in the 90s, I believe. She was Dusty Rhodes' manager, and they named her Sapphire. If you know what the Sapphire represents, 
You know what's going on here. You're in the know. Oh, wow. There was a character named Sapphire on Flavor of Love. Man. Boy, there's nothing new under the sun. Maybe we need to discuss that later on. We're getting to the three-hour mark. He says, obsession is what keeps you from making mistakes. That's a mic drop. My goodness, is it Wednesday or Tuesday, brother? Salute. Obsession is what keeps this going. I'm obsessed about certain things in life, and that's what takes the priority. Uh, unfortunately for romantic relationships, I'm not obsessed. All right, that cannot keep me going. I don't thrive off of romantic relationships, nor do I use it as validation or social proof. So it's not one of those things that could propel me. I'm not obsessed. I'm not really obsessed with women in general. I actually look at some women and I, I actually sometimes ask myself, I'm like, damn, like I used to be attracted to a woman like that, but now I'm not. And it's nothing normal. But I, my expectations for women are exceedingly high to the point where I say 80%, 80 percent of women I disqualify right off the rip. I'm like, there's nothing there. I wouldn't jump through one hoop. I wouldn't step over one hurdle for that woman. And a lot of men would be proud to have her. But I'm actually looking through it from a different lens. I see it from the devil's advocate position. I see the I see the spirit. And no matter what the woman looks like on the outside, her shell, I see her spirit. And I'm now attracted or attracted based on the spirit. And I know a lot of people are spiritually weak and morally corrupt. So it's almost in, impossible for me to be attracted to the spirit or the person in general. I think I said 90%. But I can go a 90% right off the rip and not even... But I'm a more of a spiritual now. I'm more of a like, what's what can that person offer? And can that spirit is that spirit like say for instance, if they smoke a um if they smoke a, a vape pipe, automatic disqualification. I mean, there if I see her and I'm like, wow, she's attractive, and she puts a vape pen to her mouth, that is a automatic disqualification. That's like throwing somebody over the top rope. That's like hitting somebody with a steel chair. Automatic disqualification. Now, why? People say, why? Because that's spiritually weak. You can't even accomplish and go through your life without that hit from that vape pen. So I'm explaining it now. Somebody says, what's wrong with vaping? You cannot, you're going to tell me, you can offer something to me, but you're addicted. <laughs> you literally can't get through life one day. Which means my dedication to you hinges on your addiction to vape or tobacco. Like my whole relationship can be ruined by you borrowing somebody's tobacco vape pen. I, I'm done. There's, there's, you're automatically disqualified. Automatic because it's a sign of weakness. I don't need a weak person. Not only do I not need a weak person, I don't need somebody as weak to be succumbing to vape pinning. That's your breaking point. That's your breaking point. <laughs> I need somebody strong in here. I don't need no weak links. Because you are the weakest link and you affect me. And if your breakpoint is anything 
vice related, you're automatically disqualified. Your spirit is corrupt. I got to then, because what happens is this. This is what happens. I will have to take a break from whatever I'm doing to interact with you so you can hit that pin. What? Hell no. Hell no. What are you crazy? I'm going to take a break. Okay, wait a minute, baby. Wait, 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 wait. I got to hit my pin. Get out. Or you're going to be transactionally dealt with. You're never going to cross the line into romantic partner. You're out. You're automatically out. You're too weak of a person. You're weak. That's weakness. And I don't take weak people around me. I'm used to, but I don't. You're automatically disqualified. You take mental head meds. You're on antidepressants. You're disqualified. You're going to be concubine material at best. Why well, do this to anti-stress? Done. <laughs> that hey, say no more. Say no more. There's nothing more that you need to say. Automatic disqualification. So when you get to the 90% mark, I don't care how well your booty wiggles or jiggles, I can disqualify you right there on two. And that disqualifies 50% of women or romantic partners right off the rip. That's already 50%. Just on those two. That's automatic weakness disqualified because your weakness then affects me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going through a bad day. Disqualified. We all have bad days. But if your bad days hinges on the pharmaceutical industry, I can't deal with you. Disqualified. It ain't worth the risk of inviting you into my life long term. It's not worth it. And I'm not rolling the dice on that. He said, you too old school. Shit. This is what men used to be. What happened to the men now? You're talking about new school men got it together? Hey, new school men got it together? You got the weakest civilization of men in the history of time, the lowest testosterone. You want me to bend and fold to your will? And you guys are walking around here simping like crazy? Shit. Old school for the win. New school men, you're the weaklings. And I see you walking around with your mastodons walking around here. You're winning? The new school men are winning. You soy boys are winning. You tippy toe walking. I see men walking behind their women now. Never could be me. You're, look, how many Instagram models you following and you're telling me I'm old school? You can't get through your day without watching 50, 11 women on Instagram. He said, y'all had Prince though. I wasn't, I wasn't me and Prince. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. All right. Uh, Joe Karate says, hey, coach, uh, glad to see you're staying strong. Just want to give you my red pill brother from another mother. TJ, a shout out. Free agent for life. Shout out to you. The red pill brother from another mother. T Teddy KGP says, coach's red pills are redder than yours. Just a little bit. All right. Ability kids, social proof and pre-selection. I want you guys to actually try that out. Go out by yourself, then go out with a woman. Go out by yourself, then go out with a woman. When you go out by yourself, you get less attention from women. When you go out with a woman by your side, it doesn't even have to be a girlfriend. I've gone out with my daughter on many instances, but she's a teenager and she's my height and she 
You know what I mean? And people looking. Who is that? Who is that? Who is he with? Blah, blah, blah. Social proof works. You go out with a friend. I used to, I remember I had told these stories. You go out to a nightclub. Go out to a nightclub. Walk in. Let women be like, hey, CGA. They jump off their stool and come give you a hug. The rest of the night is a layup. <laughs> the rest of the light, you laying it up off the glass. Now walk up in that club and no women turn their head and talk to you. And you ain't seen with no broad. You about to fight. You about to be playing against a full court press. 94 feet of hell. 94 feet of hell. I used to have this chick that I named Brenda. Brenda was the girl back in the day that she was in these streets a long time ago. We went to high school and college together, Brenda. Brenda would be like, hey, come meet me at this club. Brenda had Brenda was fine. And she she was fine. Like we we had like one thing. We hooked up one time. Okay, but um, but by the time we had college campus, Brenda used to come up to me. Hey, she used to give me a hug and all that stuff. All my homeboys like, you know her? I was like, yeah, man, we went to high school together. We never was really a thing, but we kind of messed around. That's about the best we've got out of it. Now, Brenda would be like, hey, meet me at this club. I go to the club. Brenda sees me. Brenda jumps off her stool. Hi. Brenda comes, gives me a hug in her right there in the middle of the club. Music bumping. Brenda was a Latina chick. The rest of the night was layups. I had them eating out of my palm because everybody's looking at Brenda. They looking at me. Who that? Brenda friends like who that? <laughs> Brenda like, who is that? Brenda's friends like, who is that? Who is he? Do you know him? What does he do? Where does he work? How does he got? What kind of car you drive? The women from the side angle looking at that. Oh, damn. Somebody know him? She knows him. Who is he? Palm. I walk up to any woman that night that was somewhere in that vicinity that I saw that exchange and saw me chilling. Brenda, they saw J Brenda do like this from the bartender. Buy me a drink and put it in my hand. Lay up. <laughs> lay up. It's a layup from there. Any conversation that you have with any woman that was in that vicinity that saw that, it's a layup. You can now talk to somebody. Now, that's called social proof. And it works. It works. Now, if you want to hire a chick to do that, <laughs> and you want to have her at B, your, what do they call it? Your sidekick or your wingman. You be having layup, layup, layup. It's way easier to do that in a nightclub. That's the same as you get a VIP, you get a section, you get a table, you get layups. So all of a sudden you bar, hey, women, women, oh, you got drinks? Yep, yep, yep. layup. If you go up in there and have no social proof in any social setting, is going to be uphill battle. You're going against a zone press the entire game, and they're up 30. <laughs> You're up 30. When I went to the Raiders game, if you go to mylocals.com, you saw the junior college girl I went to the, with the Raiders game. Every time I moved and every time she moved, everybody looked at me. Everybody looked at her. Every move we made, every interaction we had, no matter if the fans were in front of us or behind us or beside us, everything we did, it was all eyes on us. That's called social proof. Because at that point, the women can now look at themselves and the men and qualify themselves. And they go, okay, how did he get her? That's how the men would think. 
or the women would say, shit, I thought he was a nobody until I saw he was who he was, was, was with. They're all in this measuring contest. This is all society. Okay. He says it's easier solo or with the chick wingman. And they're like, wow, okay. They're all thinking, hmm, what is he doing? That's interesting. And what is that dynamic? They're asking questions in their head. That's because we're just animals. But if I was all alone in that football stands, nobody would have said shit to me. Or they would have been like, he a dusty, he a dirty, or he think he's somebody. This is all called social proof. We're just animals. We're just animals. We don't, we don't think very highly intelligently. We react on instinct. But I know this so I can play the game. I never use it as terms of validation. I just play along. All right, let's wrap this up. Somebody said he snuck in. All right, we're done on the Venmo. It looks like we're done on Cash App. Uh-huh. Thank you for, oh, no, Wayne says, excellent poly breakdown. We're all just sharing. If you think we're not sharing, I want you to do a your own little breakdown of your own sexual partners or the other person's sexual partners. In essence, we're all in a little poly lifestyle. Every now and then we'll get monogamous. What does Black Ram 313 says? Black Ram 313 says women use relationships. And shout out to Black Ram. I want you to listen to this. Women use relationships as breaks from the what? Black Ram 313. Go check him out. He says women use relationships as breaks from the carousel. <laughs> Meaning when they're tired, when they say this. And that's you. I'm tired of the jerks. I'm tired of the nightclub. I'm tired of the dating apps. I'm tired from marriage. I'm tired from then they go to you. And they say, and that's you. Well, I dated a couple of guys and I was on an online app for three years and I was on Seeking and I was a sugar baby and I was with Chaz or Tyrone and I had the guys that used to pipe me down and bend me over and grab me by the scruff of my neck and they were cheaters and they were BS artists and they was this and I've had baby daddies and I've been married before. But you. And that's you. I'm tired of all that. I'm tired of the jerks. Now, I want a relationship. <laughs> Am I wrong on this one? I'm tired of going out to nightclubs. I'm tired of the players. I'm tired of the players. I'm tired of these lying, cheating guys. What I want now is a relationship. Let me give you another phrase. I've had my fun. I've had my fun. Now I'm looking for something serious. Hold up for a second here. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. I've had my fun. Now I'm tired. Now I want to settle down. Watch this. Watch this. Okay. So this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm 
I'm online, I'm trying all these things, but like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know. Help me out. So she admitted, oh, I get it. I'm on these dating apps. I mean, I'm online and I'm just tired of it. And aren't you willing to do what happened to romance? Where are you at, guys? Where are you at? And that's she you. wants a break from all of that. She just said it. I'm online and I'm trying all these things. And I, I mean, I get it. I get the hookup culture, meaning I participated. But and that's you. So that's monogamy. That would be monogamous. <laughs> Somebody says, Daylay says, coach, you need to do warn men about girls that are lesbian and bi. Shout out to Delta Fox. He says that would be a three hour show. That would be a three hour show. Uh, that's something that a lot of men don't consider that a few women participate in. All right. You really don't know if they participated or, or not, but um, they've actually some experimented, some participated fully. I've known women in my experience when I was in uh, working at colleges, women were full on in lesbian relationships. And later on, soon thereafter, after they graduated, they were married to a man. And all through college, they were all the way gay. All the way. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> they married with children. I'm like, whoa. I've known many of women that have done that. But that's me just because I work with athletes in college. I work with athletes. But yeah, some of them, some of them went all the way right into a marriage to a man. I was like, Lord, they had more girlfriends than dudes in college I knew. These 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 women. So, uh, yeah, if you mess with somebody who was a former soccer athlete, former basketball athlete, former softball athlete. Highly likely they've played both sides at some particular point, and. Some people would say you shouldn't have to know that that shouldn't be up for bit. All right, man, we done today. I'm done dropping this knowledge on you guys. Uh, if anybody does have any objections to what I say. Number one, you probably aren't fully investing in this. Go read the free agent lifestyle book to get a thorough understanding. Number two, uh, go find, go, go get the locals content. I don't give every bit of information out for free. I am holding back a lot of information, meaning some of the stuff that you would consider receipts or some of the stuff you might think I'm lying about. The people that are on the members content are getting, they get it. They know they can come back to these streams and not, I am not lying. I'll show you these streets. I'll show you what I'm doing in these streets. I'll show you what you're, what's capable of being done in the streets. I show you what your future wives are doing in these streets. All right, taking a break here. We'll be back for an hour later on for Tuesday night Titans. Go find you a girl today to have for your slow Tuesday. And we out of here, brothers. You know, one thing I could never relate to is how people enter relationships because they feel like the person has potential. They're going to be working their way up and being big one day. Let me tell you one thing about me. I ain't no damn ride or die. Oh, no. If you're working your way up, let me know when you make it. Okay? Because I'm not trying to struggle with somebody and go through the mud. I'll meet you at the end. Let's, let's exchange numbers when you're the CEO. Okay? Potential? And all of that. My heart, yani, it just vibes with what's happening now, you know? Potential, but a lot of... 
here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. I'm over it. So fucking over. I'm about to be a fucking. Oh, but I'm about to be the biggest fucking hobo. Watch me, bro. I'm about to be a hoe for real. I'm about to be the biggest hoe on my fucking life, bro. I'm about to be a hoe. I'm about to be a hoe. Yo, y'all niggas not worth it, bro. I'm about to be like. Eh, 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 eh. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been. I'm like hotter than average. Take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above. I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.